I don't care if you were waiting for Wonder Woman 1984 all year. If you up, smash that like button. Welcome to Black and the Black Times Infinity. I'm your host, the Tulu Project, coming to you live and direct from the stack. Smoke me on fam with that dang shit on my left, old ninja. So Chris Nolan proves that it's okay for black people to go back in time. Ooh, I'm a far right engineer on the ones and twos, talking to you all in threes and fours. Kratos. Deck the halls with bows of dankness. <laughs> in the middle, we got uh, your boy Blue. Maybe. Hey, Blue. Blue? Blue? I guess he's doing his own thing. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, he can't hear. Uh, okay. He's, he's, got, he's having technical issues. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got uh, Stitch. <laughs> 41 days. Been 41 days since the PlayStation 5 dropped and Old Ninja and Prodigy still don't got that <laughs> Jesus shit. Jesus Christ. Why, why, Damn. why you be trolling? Why can't you just let us live in the past? <laughs> <laughs> Why? On that Atari. I can't oh, be happy. Yeah. Apparently not. Oh, you gotta pay your yeah. PS5, I'm just saying. God. In the past. <laughs> I thought retro gaming was cool. Come on, I know, right? <laughs> Damn old. It's cool if you're young. It's not, it's not cool if you're old. Retro gaming. God dang. <laughs> it's only cool if you're young. All right. All right. Uh, Kronos, what you got on statistics for us? Uh, Tracy Irvin, thank you for listening a whole bunch of times. We appreciate it, uh, especially during the holiday season. Thank you very much. And in the chat, there is nobody that said anything yet. We just went live. I just saw the little yeah. notification. It is public. So people okay. should be in there sometime soon. Blue, you got audio? All right, now I'm back. There we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Tracy on uh, on, on Twitter, though. He, he's good people. I see him all the time on there. Yeah, I see him. Like I see him popping up on the listener list all the time. So appreciate you sticking, sticking with us. And also, special shout out to. Uh, oh, I gotta bring up my uh, my thing now. I think it's Chris. He was the first one to join our Discord channel, even though there's not a whole lot going on right now. But um, we we do chat in there, like Bow High Blurs in there as well. So if y'all want to get a hold of us and, and chat with us, like on random schedules, um, hop on the <laughs> Discord and we'll we will respond. So. so... Uh, can you clarify for the people, Cronus? Is it behind a paywall, or it's what's going on? How do people get to the our Discord? It's not behind a paywall right now. I, I put out the public um, Discord channel for now, but maybe in like maybe sometime next year, early next year, it might be behind a paywall for like maybe a dollar a month, probably like a dollar a month. Um, but That's a steal. Yeah, but it, yeah, it'll have right now. It's free because um, I don't have like the. The leveling up things i don't have anything set up for like prizes i don't have anything set up for like what you get when you level up so um once i get a grasp on how to use it how to use the bots well uh, to actually give you guys a reason to come in on a discord besides chatting with us chatting with us is cool but um it, it's cooler if you have like you know things you can do um after i'm done with like every single live stream you'll be able to chat with at least me um if you want to do it live we can do it live because i you know it takes me like Probably like 20, 30 minutes, sometimes longer, depending on how much I've been drinking to like edit a podcast. So <laughs> it'd be cool for me to like share with you like what I'm listening to and, and chat with me if, if you'd like. Um, and the other podcast members can also hop on there as well and, and chat with us. But yeah, we're pretty accessible on there. Like, you know, anytime somebody chatted with us, one of us was responding. So me, Blue, and, uh, and Stitch so far. The rest of y'all, I don't know what the fuck y'all doing. Yeah, I'm gonna get on there. I'm gonna get on there. I'm old, you know. I'm, I'm yeah. on my 2600. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, I was about you to gonna say get on this one before you get to PlayStation Five. Monolith, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been in town. That's Prodigy trying to upgrade his, his data flop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
trying to. I'm trying to retro game. Y'all raining <laughs> on my parade. Oh, old ninja, you That's usually pour out some type of That's beverage. Oh yeah, yeah, we pour out some. Uh, we pour out some Mickey's tonight. Um, pour out some Mickey's for we got this one <laughs> hot off the presses here. Uh, Rebecca Luker. Uh, she's a famous Broadway musical uh, singer, actress. She's been uh, doing three de- 30 years of uh, stage performances of the revivals of The Sound of Music, Showboat, and The Music Man. She passed away two hours ago at the age Damn. of 59. Damn. This is like TMZ breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and hey. Then... Hold on. Thanks, my I've learned. Sorry to interrupt that, but he did super chat. We haven't had one of those nice, in a while. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, what do you do now? I mean, it's, it's for the for the hose. We're paying it for the hose. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next up, we have Stella Tennant, uh, British Versace runway supermodel, who paved her way to ninety. Booty booty. No, the last time when my, when he would when somebody would do the super chat donation, I would do the booty scooty <laughs> in the middle of an RP. <laughs> okay. yeah, booty scooty and our dearly departed. Okay, <laughs> this is how we do things on Beads and BTI. Okay. Uh, so British Versace runway supermodel, best known for her '90s androgynous look and uh, being part of the 2012 London Olympic Games with Naomi Campbell and Kate Moss has passed away four days after her 50th birthday. God, then these are some young folks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have... Uh, this one is kind of hot with the presses, too. Uh, John Fletcher, uh, best known as Ecstasy from the rap group Houdini, passed yeah. away, I believe, earlier today or late this morning. Uh, easy to be spotted sporting his Zorro hat and stage swagger. Fletcher, uh, Fletcher was a co-vocalist of the group Houdini. Houdini put out hits from the 80s and 90s such as Freak Come Out at Night, uh, Magic's Wand, and oh. the song Friends. Uh, on August 16, 2018, the group was awarded the Hip Hop Icon Award at the third Black Music <laughs> Honors Ceremony held in Tennessee. At- <laughs> Uh, he passed away at the blue. age of 56. We'll Luke explain. just cracking himself no, up over we'll, here. We will explain why he's so. laughing in a minute. Go ahead, do the RPs, and then we'll explain why we both laugh. Yeah, and then <laughs> last up, we have British actor Jeremy Bullock, who was the original actor who played Boba Fett in the original Star Wars trilogy. Uh, he would go on to attend many Star Wars conventions. He also has met with uh, Daniel Logan, who played the younger version of Boba Fett. Uh, Bullock appeared in a, a couple of James Bond films. Uh, he's in Doctor No and Octopussy. He's also uh, appeared in Star Wars fan films, and he also had a small role in Revenge of the Sith. And he was also featured in, uh, I guess there's a Law and Order UK, which I had no idea. Uh, he was suffering from Parkinson's disease, and he passed away earlier, uh, a few days ago actually, uh, in the hospital at the age of 75. It, it would have been really cool to maybe see like a cameo of him if he had lived long enough, like in the Boba Fett series. You know what I mean? Like, that oh would yeah, that would, that would have been pretty awesome. Like having like a have a walk on cameo or something would have been cool. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I guess he did that in the Revenge of the Sith, but 
you know, but the Boba Fett series, that would have been iconically epic. That would have been like Starbuck in uh, Battlestar Galactica meeting Starbuck. Katie Sackhoff. Yeah, the other yeah, Starbuck. Yeah, Starbuck. <laughs> that would be pretty mm-hmm. awesome. When the in the Superman Return movie, that was a horrible, horrible movie after watching it again for like the fifth time. Um, the guy who played Jimmy Olsen is the bartender. In oh, yeah, Superman yeah. So yeah. another little meta, meta thing. I get you. What what was going on with you, Blue? What, what's your laughing about? I, I need to know. <laughs> it was a chat. <laughs> Go ahead, so Blue. Tell him. Chat, so yeah, in the chat, uh, my high blur had donated money uh, to the to the cro- to the cause, but then uh, Scriv he paid another five dollars for me to never uh, twerk again. <laughs> yeah. God, damn. And it should it should be Scribe, yeah. not Scrib. Scribe, like a scribe. <laughs> Someone to write shit down. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, that was a. Uh, that was pretty funny. <laughs> it was just in the middle of RIP. It's just like I'm still laughing though. She was we should uh. Yeah, and it's not twerking. It's a booty scooty. <laughs> I think about like Either something way. we could do for like the you know, the drunk cast is coming up. We should do like people should donate like a dollar to make us do something, like mm. a random member to do something or donate something, whatever. Donate some some sort of money and then. We'll do something. Maybe push-ups are a shot, or I don't know. I can't, probably not a shot because we'll probably fucking die. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think a shot be like five or ten dollars. Yeah. yeah, five or ten dollars for like a shot, and then something else. I don't know. Maybe we'll figure it out. We have like what five episodes to go until episode three hundred. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It definitely be on Friday though. Yeah, we can modify. We can modify. And make it on. I mean, this is my Friday, so fuck y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holy shit! Here we here we are back at it again. Uh, re- really quickly before we even jump in, um, we I know you put it in the the link last week, Kronos. But um, just to follow up, obviously we had Bunny Man on last week, and he was talking about uh, the like the donations for uh, I, I can't remember the exact phrase of it, but the comic 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 thing, comic cause, yeah, yeah. Um, I was real about that. I'm, I'm gonna. He's gonna come and pick up uh, some comics for me on on Sunday. So hopefully, uh, the kids or whoever reads them uh, will love it. You know. But shout out to him for putting that together. I think it's a, a worthy ass cause, and I can't wait uh, to uh, donate. That's gonna be cool. Yeah, I gotta pick some stuff. I, I might donate stuff for him to auction off because I have um, yeah. some of the. I have some extra copies of the Cape and Cowl edition of the Black Panther. And a few mm, other yeah. ones that are worth money, um, and I also hooked them up with Eton, and so they're they're working something out to to see what they can do, you know, after the end of the year, because you know right right now it's kind of it's kind of crazy, but um, so it's good to have you know uh, Eton and and Cape and Cow interested in uh, comic causes. So I, I think it's I think it could do potentially a lot of good things because I mean he had in there like under the programs just like you know uh literacy programs and comic exchanges and just like there's i think people discount comics a lot but like for a lot of kids like they don't get a chance to even read comics and then if you get into it it's a really good way to really learn how to read and like actually pick up like basic literacy so Mm -hmm. i think what he's doing is is uh it's a very worthy cause so thank you bunny man for for coming to us and uh talking about it we we appreciate it and we're on the sponsor list if you look on the sponsors it's like us um the comic shop and i forget the other third um organization but yeah it seems it's really good so far good shit yeah we'll continue to give shout outs as uh we get a little closer uh for that uh being live as well so good shit yeah all right guys hey, uh, 
Yeah, Merry motherfucking Christmas. Yeah, but, right. this is it. No, Matt, Matt's in yeah, Matt's in the chat. He hasn't been in here in a while. Oh, oh hey, welcome, Matt. What up, Matt? What a fan. It's the Christmas miracle. Do you think I'd be Kwanzaa? <laughs> All right. Where are we going? Where, where, where All right. Do, do, you want to start with Mando? We talked about a little Whoa. bit of Star Wars. Do we really want to start with him? Because that, that, oh boy. Ooh. I mean, that, that was that fire. Right. Go ahead. Wait, have y'all watched it? I think I, so, right? I've, I've seen it. Yeah, I think we've seen it. Mando? We've seen it. Mando? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely watched it. Um, yeah. Yeah, with the you after want, credit thing. Take us in. Yeah. Take us in, Chronos. I remember the whole thing now. Jesus Christ. Um, this is the <laughs> one where, oh, where they met up with uh, Moff Gideon and they took mm -hmm. over, like, basically, what was the old girl's name? Oh, Bo-Katan. Yeah, Bo-Katan. Um, they met up with Bo-Katan. Yeah, and the other Mandalorian to, like, go and basically take on, to get back the, the Darksaber, because apparently if you have the dark the Darksaber, you are the leader of the Mandalorians. So Yeah, mm -hmm. um, you're deemed Mandalore, which I guess is their, their battle title or whatever. King. Yeah, Some. king or queen, I guess, because she was trying to yeah. get back. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's uh, it was a really, really excellent episode of like having things kind of culminate, um, getting uh, more information on the Death Troopers where they're all basically really badass mechs, and um, like they kind of had some kind of bullshit of like you know they all oh, got to power up and boot up blah 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 blah. I'm just like all right, <laughs> I guess they got to boot up. Why don't you just leave them on? You know, but you know whatever. <laughs> I understand they have power requirements. That part I was all bored. Yeah, probably run out of batteries, but. Having to boot him up seems kind of short-sighted. Anyway, especially all of them. But yeah, so they, they get to these, the, the butt-plug-shaped ship. <laughs> and they have this really cool, like, basically a, a heist plan for um, taking over, or to getting, to basically stop the Death Troopers from uh, powering up. And then also they split up and then trying to get the Darksaber back from Moff Gideon. And uh, wait, I want to rewind just a little bit because sure. we we got to talk about when they meet up really quick. Because when they're meeting up, it's Boba Fett, Finnick Shan, uh, Mando, Bo Katan, yeah, and uh, Sasha Banks character. So when Bo Katan say Sasha Banks, or did I say yeah? The her yeah, Sasha Banks, the the wrestler WD, WWE Bank. Sasha wrestler. Banks is a porn star. You mean Gina Carano? No, talking about Sasha. The other Mandalorian that's with Bo Katan is is she not Sasha Banks? With the braids? Is she Sasha yeah. Banks? Isn't there? that a porn star though? No, I she's a Sasha Gray. Oh, they're Gray. Okay, I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, uh, <laughs> All right, I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, we know what Cronus is doing. Wait a minute. The... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so not Bo -Katan... to be confused with Sasha Baron Cohen. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, that one too. Uh, so it, Bo Katan calls out Boba Fett because mm -hmm. she knows she knows his father. She knows his history. She saw him. I think she saw him when she was a, when he was a kid in the uh, Clone Wars. I don't, I don't remember. I think that, I'm pretty sure they crossed paths. But she calls him out, saying that he's not a real Mandalorian. I'm like, why would she say that? And she's like, well, you're he's a clone. I'm like, oh shit, that's kind of right. She's all, you're donor. She calls his dad a donor. She's all, I've heard your voice a thousand times over, referring to all the clones in the Clone Wars. They end up getting into a fight. It was, it was actually a pretty interesting fight. You had this old dude fighting this young chick, and then they have to squash their differences so they can get the their plan together to go rescue Grogu. All right. 
Did yeah. You, did you see the tweet that came out earlier from um, from the writers of Mandalorian saying that it's okay to call, refer to Go, Grogu as uh, the baby or baby, baby Yoda? Yoda. Yeah, it's, yeah. Probably, it's probably uh, Yoda's baby and uh, Yaddle. So, <laughs> you know who Yaddle is, right? I mean, she was. Yeah, Yoda, Yoda's uh, clapping cheeks. Yep, the only person that looked like him. So, yeah. <laughs> I can dig it. Anyway, uh, what was that? Four sex. Oh, that sounded whole. God damn, that sounded oh. wrong. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, the Force. Nope, that's not going to get any better. Uh, Jedi yeah. sex. We'll put it like that. <laughs> there, oh, there you go. You go. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, never, never say force sex. Maybe I'll call this episode. <laughs> nope, I can't even do that because they probably get pulled from Apple iTunes or whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, wasn't it, it's like, it's like little, like little particles or something that that's actually the 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 space or the space force. Medical <laughs> medicorians. Yeah, medicorian yeah. counts or whatever. Counts medicorian sex. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, they they get to the ship. They split up. Uh, shit. What the uh, the Mandalorian is trying to stop the death troopers from powering up and then the other uh crew they're trying to get to to moff gideon and they hit some snags along the way they have mm-hmm. you have know, to defeat a bunch of like simp ass stormtroopers. troopers you know they're just mowing them down like like it's easy and they finally get to the you know um damn what the fuck i'm like blanking the bridge? Like, everything today. yeah the on the bridge, bridge. Yeah. and like yeah. nobody's in there really you know mm-hmm. like they're not, Moff Gideon's not in there. Um, there are some really cool scenes with, you know, the Mandalorian actually closing the gates, the the doors to, uh, the blast doors to stop the Death Troopers from getting out. But one gets out, he's got to fight it. And it's like this huge, like, pretty cool fight scene where he's got to pull out his fucking uh, Beskar uh, spear. And so I'm like, oh, yep. he's going to go totally like the role in... Um, uh, the show that was in Game of Thrones because he he knew spear oh, okay. he knew spear yeah, yeah, yeah. from Game of Thrones <laughs> and he got his skull smashed in. But you know whatever we don't talk about that. Um, <laughs> well, it's funny because like in Mandalorian, the scene where the robot's like trying to crush in his skull, like it doesn't happen because of the the I want to say the imp metal, but because of the metal of his helmet, like it doesn't crush in. But it, it, it's almost like that scene from Game of Thrones, right, where he gets his head crushed in. Well, in, the, in Game of Thrones, he got his. Like the guy grabbed his skull by his eyeballs and then oh. crushed his eyeballs and then his whole entire skull. I think he ripped it apart. So he had a bad day. Yeah, he had a real bad day. Should've been bobbing and weaving. Yeah, well, he was, and then he got cocky. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> back to the Mandalorian. So he uh, he he ends up defeating that one, you know, dark stormtrooper, which is pretty difficult for him to do. Um, but he does it. Then he gets to to uh, Grogu's baby Yoda's. Uh, cell and he opens the cell and Moff Gideon's in there with his dark saber and he's like, "Well, I'm about to fucking kill this baby. You know, do what I say." So they come to an agreement of basically, you know, give me the baby and I'll just, you know, basically leave you alone because Moff Gideon already has what he wants. It's like, okay, cool. So he walks up to the to Grogu and then of course Moff Gideon's gonna Moff Gideon betrays him and tries <laughs> to like kill him with uh, the dark saber, but Beskar protects him. It's like a really cool fight scene, really really well choreographed. I think um, it's like it, it, it's a nice combination of the the flashiness from the episodes one through three and then like the more traditional kind of saber fighting with episodes four through six or whatever yeah so can can i just say this though for moff gideon from the from a lightsaber standpoint 
He didn't seem like a strong. He definitely didn't seem like one of the stronger lightsaber users we've seen in Star Wars lore. Well, he's not a Jedi. Like, I mean, he, he's not a Jedi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he's way lower tier with it. Yeah, that's yeah. what I. That's what I got. Yeah, I mean, but it was a cool fight. Yeah, well, people forget in, in uh, Star Wars lore that uh, lightsabers didn't used to just be a Jedi only weapon. It used to be like a stormtrooper mm -hmm. weapon. So, and other, you know other fighters but it, it wasn't it wasn't exclusively a, a jedi weapon it was just it became that way later on um anyway so that was a cool fight scene mandalorian defeats um moff gideon which was which is a cool fight scene and then uh they get you know moff gideon to the bridge when he he defeats you know moff gideon leaves him alive and then that that kind of becomes a big deal kind of later on. So I'll let Old Ninja tell the rest. I don't want to tell the whole thing, so we can switch back and forth. Uh, for sure. So That's they managed. Right. Go ahead, Blue. Go ahead. The whole like leaving him alive and what happened next. But I'll let you go. Oh, then you probably go into the details on that one. That I'll yeah. let you, Okay. Get him alive. <clears throat> so Mando manages to get to get Baby Yoda <laughs> and Moff Gideon to the bridge, and then there's some uneasiness with Bo-Katan as. Uh, Din Djarin, Mando, tries to give the saber to Bo-Katan, and she won't take it. And she's, like, super nervous, and then she's, like, sh almost visibly shaken. Yep. And Moff Gideon starts to, like, goad her. He's like, oh, she can't take it. She can't just give it to her. He's like, and, like, Mando's like, well, why not? And she's like, well, she has to win it in combat. That proves that she is a skilled fighter and that she is the true Mandalore. Because Mandalore, in the Mandalorian way, in order to become the next Mandalore, you have to beat your opponent to earn the right to call yourself a true warrior, which the Darksaber represents. So Jin tries to find loopholes. He's like, well, okay, well, I yield. I'll just give this to you. And she's all, does it work that way? And he's like, uh, Moff Gideon is like, well, why don't you just like fight him or just kill him when he tries to leave and then take the saber? Like, you should, he's like telling her all this, like, pretty much this dark, fucked up shit to do just to take the saber. And, and like, Jin's just like, well, I don't want this. Like, I don't want this saber. Just take it. I have, I saved the kid. Now we can go. And she's like, well, she doesn't know what to do. And then, um, what, well, 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 what well, I'm sorry, one quick, one quick sec. The thing that fucked up was fucked up to me. I was like, you know, Mando has made it fucking perfectly clear he didn't give a shit about the dark saber. Like from jump, the whole the whole purpose of this was to save Baby Yoda. So had he known, other than you know neutralizing uh, Moff Gideon to to get Baby Yoda, he wouldn't even like fucked with the the, the saber pretty much. Like Bo-Katan did. Bo-Katan really fucked her own self up by not letting Mando in on whatever these fucking rules were. That's what I was she, thinking. Like when, she did. When it first happened, I was like, she left out some key information. It's like, she, you, yeah. you knew she that, fucked up. yeah, you, you, you go on a ship where this dude was, you might want to put in there, I need to, even though she said I need to defeat him, but it's like, if the guy's going to fight you, like, what are you going to do? Fucking lose? I mean, yeah. shut the fuck out of here. She the th the thing was expect that she expected Moff Gideon yeah. to be on the bridge. Yeah. And she expected to fight him in single combat. She said, everybody, you fuck with everybody else, Moff Gideon is mine. And when he wasn't there, she's like, well, fuck, I got to go find him. Mando's the one who found him. And now, basically, Mando is now Jon Snow. He basically, <laughs> he basically has the keys to the castle, but he doesn't want it. Because he doesn't understand. He doesn't know the true history of the Mandalorians, what it means to 
rule over the Mandalorians and to rule Mandalore, and he doesn't care. And to Bo-Katan, over these past couple decades, it's a huge deal. She's been searching for this. It was lost to her, and now she's trying to get it back. She's trying to reunite the Mandalorians, and now she's hit a wrinkle. Now someone who doesn't give a shit about the whole lore is now basically their new king. Okay. okay, so help 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 me help me explain this though to me because maybe I lost this in in some of the awesomeness of the episode. Moff Gideon did give a shit or did not give a shit about having the dark saber. Oh, um, I I think he did because he did. It, it left the Mandalorians leaderless no matter what. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. And and furthermore, he could bring the Mandalorians under his rule with the saber. And mm. unless someone challenged him, which would was going to be Bo Katan. Gotcha. Okay. So, so there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff with just that saber. There's, so. there's this this issue I had was that like, okay, this whole two seasons of Mandalore, he had been like, Okay, I'm all about tradition, I'm never taking off my helmet and this is the way and blah blah blah. But when it came down to like having the saber, it's like, dude, like, how did you not know about the saber if you like know about the whole life of being a Mandalore, and then on top of that, like, uh, like, why does he not care about them? Like, it's your fucking people, like, these are, like, the people you grew and respected, and now you don't care about them? So, uh, yeah, I, I have to say, that's kind of the, the downside of not watching, um, the Clone Wars or Star Wars Rebels, because it's way more detailed explained, uh, because he's part of a, a sect that broke off from the main Mandalorian group, and he and they scrubbed that. They neglected to tell him that part of the history, and so they have a different set of traditions and rules from Bo-Katan and her Night Owls, which are the quote-unquote true Mandalorians. So he knew nothing about it. He doesn't know the history about it. So it, it means nothing to him. So it's like thinking that your dad is dead, and then you end up meeting your dad. And it's like this person means nothing to you because you thought he was dead. It's mm. kind of it's kind of the same analogy. Um, so what uh, what kind of we skipped over a little just really quick is that uh, Mando managed to eject all of the dark troopers into space. And when this whole thing exchange is going on on the bridge, they get a warning where the dark troopers are coming back. They end up coming back, coming in through the hangar. And they're making their way to the bridge. And Moff Gideon knows this. He's like, oh, my crew is back. Y'all are fucked up. So I saw you saw what happened when you had to deal with one. Now you deal with the whole platoon of them. Y'all are about to be dead. And he tells them, y'all know when they break through that door, I'm the only one. Me and the kid are the only ones going to be alive. All the rest of you are about to be dead. Just be ready. I'm just going to lay here on this floor and watch y'all die. And so they kind of get prepped and ready, and they're like, well, we're going to have to do this. We're stuck on the bridge. There's no way out. And so the, the droids are trying to pound through the door. They're pounding through, and they get another warning sign. They're like, well, what's this? And they check, and it's a, a single X-Wing. It's yeah. flying in and landing on the, fucking, on the fucking ship. So now, at this point, I'm like, hold on. There's one X-Wing, <laughs> no squadrons. And he's flying in. I'm like, there's no way that what's going to happen is going to happen. Oh, I knew so I, this I saw is the X-Wing. Either, 
<laughs> I'm out. This is probably Dave Filani because he's in the show as an X-wing pilot. I'm. Mean, this is probably him and the other guys probably going to show up and they're going to try to come in and shoot them or something. Or or it's Ahsoka Tano because there's no way it's going to be this other person who I think it is, but it's probably not. And yeah, so, so for me, I thought it was going to be. I thought it was either going to be Ahsoka Tano. Cause I wasn't sure where in the timeline this whole story was taking place. I like until that episode had already happened. I had to go back and research to see. Okay, this happens after Return of the Jedi. But uh, I, I thought it was either Ahsoka Tano, or I thought it was like the guys that um, they met earlier when uh, when they met the spider uh, face hugger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's Dave, that, basically, that's Dave Filani, and and he's the other guy is a ultra fanboy that they brought him to be an actor so uh, i figured it'd be the two of them but there's only a solo x-wing i'm like they're not gonna do it they're not gonna they're not gonna bring in who i think they're bringing in there's no way so like the dark troopers are trying to pound in and then this figure in a black hooded robes comes into the ship and then the the troopers kind of stop and they all turn around and they start hunkering down the rest of them that are on the ship they start to engage this figure and then this figure busts out a, a lightsaber. So when you first see him, it's on this old, like, 1980s, like, camera. So you can't mm -hmm. see the color, what's going on. So then I see only one blade. I'm like, okay, so it's not Ahsoka, because there's not, there isn't two blades. She would have came through with two blades. I'm all, it's just one dude with one blade. So I'm all, this could be Ezra Bridger. I'm like, I'm cool with that. If that's Ezra. That's fine. And then they show this dude just cutting through. And then they show him. What's that? Color blade when he when it attracts. Yeah, it's a green blade. That's that's the reason why I knew it was. Yeah, the belt. Yeah, well, yeah, no, no. When you first see him, he's on a camera. When you see him, like in the next shot, you see a green lightsaber. I'm like, okay, this could be Ezra, but it can't be who I think it is. There's just no way. There's no way they're gonna do this. No way they can afford this. But I'm gonna keep watching. I'm starting to freak out. Cause my heart's racing i'm like yelling at the tv like this isn't happening right now and you see this dude he's like cutting through like these like they're freaking battle droids he's and they're yeah. supposed to be badass troopers he's literally cutting through them fucking them up you see him use the force on them by pushing them away very very violently like flipping them off way off in the fucking distance and shit and then they show another cut where he has a a black glove on his hand i'm like oh, okay on this dude's hand just like a particular jedi had in return of the jedi but it, it really can't be him maybe ezra got fucked up and he showed up but it, it's not who i think it is there's no way there's no way it can't be him there's no way and so he's coming through he's like coming up through the uh the elevator baby yoda's like oh he's like putting his hand on the monitor he's like oh that's my boy i made a i, I called him up he said he's gonna come through and now he's here so I'm like, who the fuck is this? This better not who be who I think it is. I'm freaking out. And he gets to the hallway that's to the bridge. He's all cutting through them. And then he crushes one of them with the force. Like, he just, like, turns him into, like, a Pepsi can or whatever. Just crushes him up. Tosses him aside. Gets to the door. He doesn't cut his way to the door. He waits for them to open the door. And so Mando's like, all right. This dude, he must be all right. Basically, he saved our bacon. I'm going to open the door and let homeboy in because uh, Grogu seems like he's cool with them. Must be the dude he called at the, at the rock. He opens the door. Dude steps out, turns off his lightsaber, pulls back his hood, and it's fucking Luke fucking Skywalker. I'm fucking losing my shit watching this scene. I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, fucking everything that's near me is up in the air. I'm just like, no fucking way. It's fucking Luke. 
holy shit, they fucking CGI'd like the Asian dude. He's walking in and like Mando's like, are you a Jedi? I'm like, fuck yeah, he's a Jedi, dude. Did not just see what the fuck just happened? What the fuck? Yeah, it's fucking Luke Skywalker. He's all, I am a Jedi. I thought he was going to say I'm a Jedi like my father before me. I was going to be like, holy shit. I would have fucking lost it even more. Oh, well, he'd have said that, but though. He... That would have been silly. Yeah, yeah I know. You don't, you don't beat somebody and be like, hey, was. you want to know I'm a daddy? So he, yeah, so he reaches out to Grogu. He's all, come on, let's let's go. And no. like Mando's like, oh, I don't think he wants to go with you. He's all, no, he wants to. He's asking you if it's okay if he can come with me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just like, holy shit, this is not happening right now. Like, holy shit, uh, fucking Mando. He like, you know, he picks up Grogu. He takes off his helmet. And he tells the kid goodbye. The kid reaches out, touches his face. He's like, "Bye, daddy." You know, he's like, "I, I gotta go." So I'm gonna go. I'm going to school. I'm I'm going off to college. You know, appreciate you. You know, I love you. When I so I'm gonna see you again. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like my heart's going everywhere. Uh, I almost shed a thug tear. I'm just like, "This is some fucking crazy shit right now." And then like, as Grogu says his goodbyes to uh, Jin. You can see him cry. He drops a tear as he goes to Luke. And then from behind Luke Skywalker, mm. you see R2-D2 waddle his way out and come and greet Grogu. He's like freaking out too. He's like super happy waddling. He's like, oh, look, this one just looks just like Yoda, except smaller. Hopefully he doesn't hit me. Yeah, yeah, he probably did. He's all, just don't hit me with a stick and I won't have to zap you. It's all good. So Luke makes a promise to uh, uh, guard the kid with his life. He said he plans on training the kid, even though pretty sure Kylo Ren's going to kill the kid later oh, on. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I, didn't yeah, I, I think he escapes. Yeah. I, I think he escapes. Never, you never know. We don't know yet, but Luke leaves with the child. The episode ends with Luke Skywalker taking off with R2 and Grogu. It was epic. Epic to say the least. Well, and the post credits too. Like they're saying that that scene where where Luke is killing off all the the dark uh, stormtroopers is basically like the scene and the end of um, I think it was like Rogue One. Rogue One, yeah. Vader walks down the aisle and just fucking people up, and it's almost like almost shot for not almost shot for shot, but it's very similar. It's like, similar. Going so throws up in the air and Vader was throwing people up in the air. It was that shit was pretty legit. It's it's yeah, like so. Oh, sorry, ahead, it's like when uh. You play a game that's really hard, and then you level up like way too high, and then you go back and play it, and you just fucking run through everything. <laughs> like uh, that's basically what Luke Skywalker did in this scene. Yeah, he, I mean, it was just epically crazy. And uh, what what Blue was talking about, you can actually see it online. They start um, the scene from Mandalorian plus the scene on Rogue One. They go shot for shot. Um, it's very very similar. It's not exactly the same. But it's definitely very similar on how they did the hallway lightsaber scene. It's actually very interesting to watch. People kept saying, you know, like father, like son, but it was still, yeah. it was still great. Here's, here's what got me though. I love the fact that there were no fucking leaks with this. Just like when you saw Rogue One and you were fucking hyped because holy shit, Vader's in here fucking up people at the end. Mm-hmm. And it just had that shock and awe of, oh shit, we're seeing badass god tier level vader doing this shit and and in this show we saw god tier level fucking luke skywalker doing badass shit and there was there just was no rumor mill bullshit there was no like oh mark hamill is in the suit or on set nah 
This, this was a surprise to me, unless you guys heard about it. No. Nope. I didn't hear shit. I didn't hear shit. I didn't expect this at all. That's what made it even more freaking out. Um, if you follow Mark Hamill on Twitter, he was like, I am amazed that nobody leaked my involvement for over a year. We yep. did this. They scanned my face. No one said shit. He's all, this is basically closest thing to a miracle I've ever seen. But, you know, congratulations to the team. Uh, to the team that did every, all the work and thank you for watching type thing and I was like holy shit. I mean they could have just used Dude, Sebastian they should have just used Sebastian Stan I mean he looks just like him <laughs> seriously he does. I thought they he were does. gonna yeah. I thought there were two. I thought I thought when he pulled the head back it was a, it was gonna be Sebastian Stan but it was uh, CGI Luke which I'm fine with. I was totally fine. Yeah. And, it, was it was cool but it was a little, it was a little choppy. Are you, I mean, yeah. you can tell a little bit when he was talking, but it's it's pretty convincing, you know. That, yeah. yeah, it was pretty convincing, it's, especially so given like, a TV budget. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's better than what they did for like um, uh, the other person. They kind of DH, like it just didn't. Like for example, like in um, like in Tron Legacy or whatever. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. The DH, what's the name? That looked bad. I mean, it looked uh, cool. It was, it was like that Kenny Ballet. Like it was just un- way past Valley, yeah. the loop thing. Yeah, they did a pretty good job of DH, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, it's also, you know, when Tron came out, that was, that was years ago, so. Mm-hmm. That was 2010. It yeah. was 10 years ago. God damn. A lot that happens Holy shit. 10 years. So, um, wait, wait, I wait, miss... Wait, wait, wait. Oh, Are we going to talk about what happened after the credits? Yeah. yeah I was going to no. just briefly say... I Go ahead, go ahead. I foolishly, and y'all tell me if I've been fucking up for basically two seasons, but once the credits kind of hit, I listen to the final music, and I usually turn shit off. Twitter online said, "Oh, here's a here's that great fucking after credit scene." I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" So, <laughs> yeah, I've been so- watching Marvel. I've been watching Marvel movies for years, but I didn't do that with the Mandalorian for Star Wars. Oh, so what? What yeah. happens is like, I usually wait until like the actual when it says go to the next episode. Mm-hmm. So and once I saw that wasn't happening, I was like, "All right, let's gonna keep rolling." And then I saw the after credit thing, and I was like, "Oh shit, they did they did the I thing." Was- I was still in. Sh- I was still so shook that I didn't want to touch nothing, and I, I was still because I was watching with a friend, and we were like, "Did that just happen? Did we just witness just this crazy op- awesomeness?" And I'm like, "Dude, I'm still processing this, so I'm probably gonna watch this literally again in the next five minutes." And as we're talking about what just happened, all of a sudden this scene pops up. So, uh, you want to talk about this, Chronos, or? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, from the first, somebody else want to talk. Wait, I was gonna say just quick thing like with the end credit scene, or no, with the with the. So I didn't know that the images they show during the credits were actually like post production artwork that they do for the show. Mm-hmm. I thought they were like just yeah. what yeah. happened in the show. I didn't know they were actual like drawings yeah, yeah. that people made when they were like kind of draw the scenes, or whatever. I think yeah, they're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me let me say this real. I could I could set it up with this one though. Okay. Um, I, and because I, I've been waiting for motherfucking forty years. Obviously, <laughs> the biggest thing about Boba Fett that people had argued about uh, for all these decades was, was that uh, <laughs> after Return of the Jedi, he died. He died like a bitch in the Sarlacc pit and all that, and and that was the end of him. Well, in this, he comes through to Boba's fucking old hood and that one alien with the uh, the white Two skin and the twisty yeah. twirly, twisty oh, twirly uh, snake neck so- thing. He's a Twi'lek. He's a Twi'lek. Oh, that's yeah, a male look. Yeah, it's okay. a male uh, Twi'lek, but it's Bid Fortuna, as he's been getting fed off the land because he took over Jabba's spot. He's in Jabba's fucking palace on his throne, 
Boba comes through with uh, Ming Nang Wen, mm -hmm. and they come through killing, uh, well, not, not killing everybody, freeing a, freeing a slave, sexy slave girl, um, and killing uh, killing homeboy, take jumping on the throne, and now he's ruling over uh, Boba's hood. I, I was like, this is the fucking ending that we wanted with Boba Fett. That's just badass. And then it sets up. Uh, when the the, the credits kind of roll or whatever they're talking about, we'll see you. We'll you'll see Boba Fett soon in 2021, December 2021, for his own fucking series. It's called the book mm -hmm. of the book of Boba Fett or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, it, the one thing that confused me was that, like, okay, I thought that Boba Fett was going to be like the next season of of Mandalorian. I'm like, I had to wait a whole fucking year to get another dose of my. I need some Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> But then, like, apparently, it's going to be his, his, his own series as a spinoff of the show, and yep. Asuka's getting hers. But I love how, like, at, when Boba Fett's sitting in the throne, he's got the whole fucking pimp style, and then uh, mm -hmm. Minna Wing, she grabs a drink and just sits next to him and just fucking starts chugging. I'm like, yeah, that's my girl. Oh, so the oh. thing that got me is everyone kept comparing the very last shot to Conan. The Conan the Barbarian, oh, yeah. the film with Arnold Schwarzenegger, because at the end he takes the throne and he's surrounded by chicks. And yep. it's pretty. It, this was similar, but he's only got one female, which is Fennec. And it was just like, this is that same energy right there. Mm -hmm. Like, this is my shit. My nuts is hanging. Come get me. <laughs> 40. Like, oh, shit. Damn near 40 fucking years. And I remember arguing with my friend James, with my, all kinds of folks, decade after decade about, nah, Boba, Boba's some, on some legit, powerful OP shit, well, and he, he's getting his comeuppance. I think that, you know, Din Djarin, that's his name, right? The Mandalorian. Yeah, Mando, Mandalorian. Yeah. I think that he has been the best Mandalorian that we've seen in, a, in Star Wars so far. I mean, he has overcome all these issues and like he got in a lightsaber fight and come through like he used his armor the way mm -hmm. he should have used it. I mean look at Django Fett. He was a Mandalorian too but he got his head chopped off. He didn't use his fucking Beskar armor the way he should have to like actually defend himself mm -hmm. against his lightsaber. He died like a bitch. Nope. So <laughs> yeah I mean honestly I'm glad that they're redeeming the whole Mandalorian species and we're getting this really cool take on it and like they're really get, going really deep in the Mandalorian lore. Um, and they're also I don't know if we talked about it last week, but when they talked about Operation Cinder with uh, with uh, Bill Burr, mm -hmm. like I was like, whoa, they went and like they're going super deep into like into Star Wars lore with uh, uh, Operation Cinder, where basically after the Empire f started to fall, um, they decided to just go scorched Earth on fucking multiple planets, and so yep. that really splintered the uh, the Empire even after they were defeated. Because they just started mm -hmm. just killing a bunch of civilians and entire planets, just being like "fuck it." So, and that, that and that's why Bill Burr was like so apprehensive, and also um, Gina Carano's character is because of Operation Cinder. So, yeah, I mean, it's that's it's funny to me because Operation Cinder, you see that whole transpire in the Battlefront Two campaign, like you see the order drop, and then you see it in action, and you're. You are the player. You play as a Iden Versio during the middle of this. This is why she breaks away from the Empire and then joins the Rebellion to intervene. Let me let me ask a really quick question because maybe I, maybe I got this wrong. So you guys tell me. I thought they mentioned that Gina Carano's tattoo was from Alderaan, though. Is that right? That's what I thought too. Well, no, it was from Alderaan, but she was a stormtrooper though. That happened to be from Alderaan. I thought she was a shock trooper well, for the Rebellion. 
No. She might have been after the fact, but she was definitely in the Empire, and they blew up Alderaan. So, yeah. Okay, so were her, were her people from Alderaan? Yeah, I think she, that's what the tattoo is about, right? No, because she used to be one of the. She used to be. She worked for the Empire, but then they still blew. But they blew up Alderaan. Then why, if she worked for the Empire, why does she care about Alderaan? Because she's from Alderaan. Much? Yeah, she's from Alderaan. Okay. Yeah. She is from Alderaan, and okay. they blew up her whole planet, so she's gotcha. like, Okay. But Operation Cinder, if you have Battlefront 2, you can actually see how what it looked like and what they did to fuck people up. Like, it's fucked up because when a, when a planet is decimated by Operation Cinder, um, the main character goes back to one of the planets, like, I think three or five five years later or something like that. And like, it looks like the planet is in pe perpetual snow, but it's not Damn. snow. It is literally ashes from all the people they killed and everything they incinerated. And it's raining ashes for like years over the God, entire man. planet. It's pretty That's fucked up. But yeah. that that event permeates throughout like a lot of the Star Wars lore, like some of the books, like the Alphabet Squadron. That's such a good um, book. Yeah, I like that. Mandal a lot. Yeah, Mandalorian <laughs> is another one. Um, some of the other books, certain other games, like even um, Fallen Order. Oh, no, not Fallen Order, but um, some of the other games that are out there. So Cinder was a huge event, and I'm glad that they referenced it, which, which is amazing, even though you don't. The only way you can really see it is playing Battlefront 2. Well, and it, it also that was, shows that was free on PSN. And it also like kind of alludes to the fact that when you watch like the Empire, and like you know the the Jedi, the Jedi Returns or whatever, or the Return Last of Jedi. The Jedi. Sorry, Return <laughs> of the Jedi, and then you see like the way that the uh, Empire is in like the Force Awakens, how it's like way more like Nazi-ish. Mm -hmm. It's because they like lost so many people from Operation Cinder, and so like only like real true believers stayed in the empire they were like fanatics for the empire mm. okay one cool like thing it. about the last, last episode not the previous episode but the week the one before that where um they go down to that base with uh the one with uh, bill burr in it is that and at the end when they find out where uh is it gideon when when they find out where his ship is like mando calls him up like hey and he basically goes word, word for word, says to him what he told him when he first was going to get the ch when he wanted the child back from Mandalorian. The, Man the Mandalorian said the exact same words back to him during the the virtual conference call. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> he told him like, "Hey, you don't know how important that kid is to me. You don't know what you what you got. I'm, I'm coming for that kid, basically." And he basically just repeated the exact words to him, which I thought was fucking dope. That is dope. You know what's crazy about uh, like Bill Burr's character, or just Bill Burr in general? He talks so much shit about Star Wars before <laughs> this, before he was in this. Like seriously, he talked about it too. Yep. Like he made fun of like all the Star Wars fanboys and Star Wars in general. And then I guess he was at uh, a party or something, and John Favreau was there, and he was like, "Hey man, like I wrote a character just for you. Like, are you willing to like come on this?" He's like, "Man, you know I talk shit about Star Wars." He's like, "Yeah, I know. I think it'd be hilarious for you to be on the show." So he, he like basically made that character just for him. That's good, yeah. and he was great, especially this season. The stuff in season one was was okay with him for to me, but they really added some depth in season two. That was. That was an yeah. excellent character. Yeah. We, sorry, we got to get Stitch in here, goddamn. We've been talking about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, Stitch, Stitch has been pacing his shit. Oh, um, 
<laughs> Stitch. It's just not a card. It's not a cardboard cutout. I like one other thing I like about Mandela. I like how they're trying to do because um, uh, Matt from Pre-Recorded Live he mentioned the whole William William uh, Wilhelm scream and Mandela. They're trying to like it's it's in there, but there's certain episodes where it's it's in there but it's slightly tweaked like they're trying to add their own version of it which i think is kind of cool nice like when the guy like falls out in the space it's like he was like oh no <laughs> all right stitch, stitch. Get in here. stitch yeah I, I know you've been you've been gaming hard now you're on ghost is that correct i i haven't played ghost yet i just finished downloading it um i wanted to get into Miles Morales and then uh, played some God of War and Astro's Playroom and everything. Um, I was, before all the craziness broke out with Cyberpunk, I was thinking about getting it, but then I found out that it is, you're pretty much playing the backwards compatible PS4 version. So yeah, that's like, what I told no, last, and then last couple weeks, yeah. Obviously with all, yeah, then, then with all that other shit that happened with it, I was like, nah, even though I wasn't really overly interested in the game, I just kind of wanted to try something new. Um, so I, I was like, oh, Cyberpunk might be fun just to try something different. Well, Assassin's Creed I'll probably get, but it's a long... I know the, the Assassin's I haven't played Ghost yet, but I just finished downloading maybe like 15 minutes ago, so I'll probably hop on it over the next couple of days and uh, go hard on it. Yeah, I, I think uh, I talked about it. So I did a podcast yesterday um, about Exchange again. And we, it was a fun one, but I was talking about, like, before the podcast started, I was, I was talking about Cyberpunk, and it's like, playing Cyberpunk is like fucking a chick that you know that your friends wouldn't approve of and keep it on a down low. That's what it's like playing this game. Because it's, like, full of so many problems, and you're just like, ugh. I don't want to play this, but it's still kind of fun to play with. <laughs> so... <laughs> But yeah, it, uh, that game is God. I had I mean, I crashed me today again. Hard crash. There's like so many different just people that say that. Oh, like, I have no problems with the game. I'm like, this literally fucking impossible. It is literally <laughs> impossible because I'm playing on the PS5. I know it's a you know a PS4 version of the game, but it's like there's stupid glitches. Like I noticed the other day, like I would literally where I would go to like. Um, I would put like where I'm I check a mission, all right. And this is one huge problem with the game that's fucking stupid. They need to fix it. Is that when I when I put down a marker on like where I need to go, you know, in normal modern games, it what as you're driving, it shows you as you're driving where the fuck to go, right? Like on the fucking screen, where to yeah, go. like GPS, yeah. yes. But on this game, it's in the fucking mini map in the upper right hand corner on where the fuck you're supposed to go, and the mini map is always zoomed way too far in. And so, like, you you almost miss where the fuck you gotta turn every goddamn time. Unless you're literally just looking up in the corner the whole fucking time. It's so fucking dumb. And then, if you happen to pause the game in the middle of tracking a mission and getting, like, the breadcrumb thing, and you come back from the pause, I would say 75, 80% of the time, after you unpause it, the breadcrumbs disappear. And you have to wait for it to, like, repopulate and to see where the fuck you have to go again. And that's on top of you, like, watching things pop in and pop out you know things reappear and disappear 
like randomly, or you might just randomly crash off your shit or just fucking explode on something. And all these folks that are just like, oh yeah, the game is great, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, can you stop? Like, you're just, you're fucking lying. And don't get me wrong, I understand the appeal of it. Like, if you just, if you, if you just ignore all the bullshit, yeah, it's a great game. But it's like, it's like President Trump. Yeah, if you ignore all the fucking states <laughs> that you lost, then you won. <laughs> you know, it's, but you can't do that. I live in reality. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the game is written very well. Um, there's definitely cool shit to do. I think it's a great RPG. But you can't just discount all the technical issues with this fucking game. Like, you just, you can't. Well, let, let, let's get into it, because uh, big things happened since last week when we talked about it, the, the initial impressions. Uh, PlayStation said, we're not selling this digitally anymore on, on, on the PSN. Uh, they had, I saw online, Cyberpunk announced that they had, I think, 8 million in pre-sale uh, uh, sales, and then, like, a, a total of over 13 million for the first week or something. Really great numbers. Yeah. But but they're doing refunds, like uh, like a, a motherfucker. Yeah. This is crazy. Well, just to, just to make sure we get the, the sort of timeline down correct with it, uh, it, from my understanding, it was CD Projekt Red that said, like, we're sorry, blah, blah, blah. They issued the apology, and they said, if you are unsatisfied with our product, we will give you a refund and everything. <laughs> so people took them up on that, obviously, and were like, yo, Sony, where's my money? And Sony was like, we didn't make that, that, no, that, that didn't anything with us. Yeah. Whatever. It's like if you, if, it's like if you go get a, a post and you find out from like Black & Decker or whoever the fuck makes posters that, yeah, toast, these toasters are fucking catching on fire or whatever, there's a recall on it and go to the register and be like, yo, I want my $20 back. You got to take that up with Black & Decker. Mm-hmm. So essentially, Wal- uh, I'm sorry, essentially Sony was like, well, if you're offering just refunds for whoever the fuck can get it, you're, you, that's on you or whatever. So we're pulling it from our stores and because we don't want to keep selling this thing and then have to take your money back because this, this is a CD Projekt Red problem. Well, but it's also but it's also their problem though because I mean they it's revenue to Sony as well. That, that's one of the main problems. Every sale they make, they get a cut off of it. Uh, not to mention what people they, they get well, a cut off of it. But good. Well, yeah. So what was happening? Because I was reading about this. So what happened is this person asked for a refund. The refund went through. The game got removed from their console. Then they complained. That the game got removed, and they they wanted to they wanted their money well, back, but they were yes, about, but yeah. they got the game yeah. refund went, went refund went through, but the game got removed for their console. They complained that the game got removed. They wanted their money and be able to keep the game. And they're like, no, that's not how this works. If you ask for a refund, we're taking the game from you. You're gonna lose your access to the game. And they complained about that, and they wrote right. a tweet directly to them saying, hey, uh, I should be able to keep this shitty game. And get my refund, and we're like, no, it doesn't work that way. If you're getting a refund, we're taking the product from you, because that means that you didn't want it. So, that's what a refund is. Right? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, that didn't compute for this person. It's like you can return the game to the GameStop, and it's not in there. Like, hey, I want a refund. This game. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, I want a refund for this, but they're like, where's the disc? Yeah, exactly. So he tried to he filed a complaint, and they're like, nope. 
you you wanted a refund you got it and we're taking your access away from you and so he's complaining because he wanted to keep keep playing people don't understand yeah. what, people have lost the meaning of words but they don't understand what <laughs> words mean anymore it's like when somebody tells me like oh you have to respect everybody and i tell them no you don't have to i'm like read the actual definition of respect and it means to to have admiration 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 for somebody i'm like do you really admire everybody Ooh. no you don't that's what the actual fucking word means and yeah so when, when when you talk about a refund you give the product back and they give you money for it that's an exchange just the same way as you gave somebody money for the product and they gave you the product it'd be kind of silly if you gave them the money for the product and then they give you shit and they tell you to go away that's basically the reverse of what this person just did <laughs> I guess, I guess yeah. it's kind of different when you when you order food and you're like eating your food and all of a sudden there's a hair in it. I mean, you can't really give the food back, but I think maybe that's the logic that person was trying to use for the game. No, I mean, yeah, yeah. you might have had a bite, but yeah. I mean, you're not going to eat the rest, so... That's true. <laughs> uh, you, you would be surprised. There are people who will eat all of their food saying they didn't like it and they want a refund. It happens quite often. Yeah, those yeah. are some shady... Yeah. That's some shady shit. But oh, you're yeah. right, it happens. Right. But yeah, so I, it was it was pulled from the store. Then, then shortly after, uh, Xbox did the same thing as well. Correct? Did they? I don't think they, they did. It from there. I think it's still from I, the. I Xbox thought I saw. Store. I thought they I saw have, some. I, I thought I, I saw no Xbox follow suit a day or two later. But mm. uh, look it up. Look it up if I'm wrong. Wait, the PC version is fine, right? Because I mean, yeah. it's it's quote unquote fine. It still has. It's still like even when you watch the um, the IGN review, they talk about bugs in it. And that's why I was like, okay. You're talking about bugs in it. How the fuck is this a nine? Like, how how do you give a game that's full of bugs a nine? Like, it, it should not be a nine. It should be like seven. It should be a seven at best to me. Like, if you're mentioning the pervasiveness of bugs in any game, how the fuck is it damn near perfect? Yep. I, I mean, it's it it cannot be by yeah. definition. It just, it, if, that, if you bought a new car and every time you shift in the second gear it popped out of your gear, that's not that you got. That's a problem. Yeah. That's a fundamental problem. But I still got my Bugatti car. though. It's <laughs> 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 dumb. But sometimes it pops out of gear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it's, it's a problem. You guys know, yeah. I'm, 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 the I'm Adam Sandler review. Adam Sandler. Oh, Adam Sandler. Uh, yeah, I saw, I saw. Yeah, Adam Sessler did a review of. Um, yeah, so Cyberpunk. For all, the, for all the old folks on this on this podcast and all the ones <laughs> watching, um, if you didn't know, G Four is somewhat back, and Adam Sessler did his first game review on the G Four Network. Well, and it's on Cyberpunk twenty uh, twenty. It's 70, not. 25? Oh, it's not really a review. It's just him talking about the the bugs. Oh yeah, yeah. It's basically him talking about the bugs, and holy shit! Like I like, Cronus talks about some of the stuff that happened, but like, man, the shit he goes in detail on is like, holy shit! Like it's so fucking buggy. Like it, like people' faces are disappearing, like cars and shit are exploding out of no fucking where. Like, like um, the graphics are gets bad at certain points, and like people people's faces aren't pixelated correctly. But one of the funniest things he talks about is the fucking dildos. Yeah. <laughs> like, there are dildos all over the fucking place. And he went, he went pretty heavy on that. That was pretty fucking funny. It was like, pretty funny. One of, your, one of your melee weapons is a fucking dildo. And it does. he said that it was his most powerful weapon for the longest time in the fucking game. 
So I haven't run into any dildos, but it looks like from his assessment, every dildo is a weapon. So, <laughs> I mean, that is how it works. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I was just like, oh, shit. I mean, I would say that it was a definite review because he talks about he talks about the bugs, but he also talks about how much fun he was having. He also talks about the production of the game. He also talks about how they can improve the game. And he doesn't give an actual score of the game. He says he's going to continue to play and wait and see. I mean, that, that's why I don't call it a review. Yeah, like okay. a six months. Yeah. That's fair. Maybe a review in progress then. Yeah, he kind of because at the end he leaves it with a he literally leaves it with a literal question mark at the end well, of his and this like, is, review. And this is part of the problem. I mean, listen. I mean, Adam Sessler, I, I love the dude, and he's not doing reviews anymore. Like he's not, you know, doing that at this point in time. So I give him a, a pass. But if he was actually giving real reviews and he gave a review like this, and he was just like, "Oh yeah, just wait six months now," I'd be like, you know, go fuck yourself, because people mm-hmm. bought the product and it's fucking broken right now. And the fact that people are just going to, you know, ignore all this bullshit because, you know, it's it's like playing Neuromancer. You know, yeah, that's cool and all, but like half the game is fucking broken. Like, you have to talk about that. Like, <laughs> how can you not talk about that? Uh, it's just like basic shit where it's just like I had – there was a glitch that actually helped me. That literally <laughs> helped me. I was in the middle of a mission and there was some badass juggernaut that was going to take me fucking forever to, to – um, to take down but what happened was the elevator came up and there was like a glitch in the elevator where he kept like fucking teleporting to the left and right where like he couldn't get out of the elevator and he never got out of the elevator all right the motherfucker i guess he had a fucking machine gun i had a pistol all right and he had a fucking full suit of armor and i was gonna get fucked up but he kept just like glitching in the elevator and i killed him in the elevator because he was glitching um <laughs> but that was a common glitch that people saw is like that one simple like mini mini boss was just stuck in the elevator. Could never, never get out. Yeah, man. Hmm. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy with uh, with Miles Morales Spider-Man. Like that game had a lot of glitches too, but it was it was playable. Oh, like yeah. all the glitches that happened weren't that bad. But like it was there, whenever you ran into a glitch with Miles, it was funny. It added like some kind of humor to the fucking story. Like I was fighting against a guy, and all of a sudden he got he got sucked into a fucking stairwell, and I couldn't fight him anymore. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, this is and way actually, worse. I actually had the, I could call it the Into the Spider-Verse glitch, where if you're diving off a building, and you don't pull up in time, you actually go through the ground. And you <laughs> I had that happen. I was like, okay, that's fucking dope. Like, I really wanted, I was waiting for that glitch to happen. That's yeah, I mean, we've all liked certain games that have been buggy. I mean, I, I talked about it years ago with, uh, Fallout 4, I, I played all the way through it, completed the whole fucking game. Mm. That shit had all kinds of bugs in it. Like, the, the ceiling, I would fall through the ceil- or <laughs> fall through the floor all the time, or, you know, try to go through a door and just hit this infinite loop and shit, or you go into a building and you can see the sky or whatever, even though there's supposed to be a roof. Yeah. Like, those kind of things can take you out of the gaming experience, and there's no real excuse for it. Especially in this modern era, and especially with CD Projekt, when Witcher 3, at least when I played it, I didn't play it at launch, I played it like a year and a half, almost two years later, it was not buggy to me. So, you know, they should know how to make something for the PS4, uh, Xbox One era consoles. Well, I, I think I, I told you what the what my views on the problem was, is that they kept they saw that when they developed the game originally for the PS4 and Xbox One, but then they saw that, oh, well, there's the PS5 and the Xbox One X coming out. So let's add in these extra features into this 
game, but then they didn't complete them. But they still yeah. had like the half completed fucking bullshit code in there that fucked everything up because there there was no Xbox One X version of this game. There is no PS5 version of this game, and so uh, when people talk about you know this is a, this is not a next gen game, so please stop even nope. mentioning it. Because when I when I it, when you when I play this game, the visuals aren't great, you know, uh, and I have fucking load screens, so many goddamn load screens. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, there's there's like part of the game where you actually get to meet you know Johnny Silverhand, uh, who's Keanu Reeves' character. This fucking dope scene. It's like the most fun I had in the whole game because you basically had this gun. I called the Gautier gun because basically everybody I shot was someone I used to know, and it was fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the way he reloads it is fucking great. And you get through like this whole scene, and all of a sudden, there's literally like at least ten scenes that are a minute or less. And and we after those scenes, ten scenes in a row, there's load screens. So it's like a maximum of minute of watching something, then a load screen, then another minute, then a load screen, then another minute, then a load. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? You can't make this into a fucking contiguous fucking scene here. Like seriously. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's rough. It's rough. Um, I, I think a lot of people, after hearing all of the mixed to negative reviews and news about this, got skittish. But, you know, I was I was gonna buy it, but I I didn't pre-order on purpose. I was like, yeah, let me see what what's happening. And then it's like, well, let me fucking wait. You know? Yeah, I fucked up, yeah. but I'm still I'm I'm still hate playing it. Yeah. <laughs> you still, yeah. still hate fucking the game. <laughs> the story is the story is, it's really compelling, really compelling. So I, I will yeah. give him that. Yeah, I mean, I'm at a point. I guess I'm super early in the game because I still haven't met Johnny Silverhand, but I'm doing this crazy, weird, still augmented one. reality um, forensic thing where oh, I'm able to like. Yeah. yeah, it's like super crazy because I'm able to rewind an entire murder and then like hear sounds bounce off of walls and figure out who did what and like uh, extrapolate like people that are in the room or whatnot because I'm supposed to infiltrate a, uh, a meeting. So I'm learning how to, you know, basically do these for strange forensic clues. It's actually pretty cool. Is that what they do in... Um and Detroit being human? Yes, yes. It's kind of like that, but it focuses on... Um, I can switch to different layers and stuff. Like, yeah. I can do sound only, visual only. I can filter out different things. But it, it's pretty kind of on the same par as uh, Detroit and their um, forensic, like, walkthroughs and stuff. Yeah, like... Not that, a bad so basically, like, you're still in the... It's not a tutorial, but it's basically like the prologue. And yeah, I guess one. so. I, yeah. I mean, I felt like I've gone through like three or four missions already, but oh, you can play a whole bunch I'm of still... you can play a shitload yeah, of missions yeah. in the prologue. So I, just, I haven't picked up any side missions yet. I do want a new car though, because I've seen people. Someone picked up a badass fucking car, and I'm like, where the fuck do I get this from? So like, <laughs> this shit. is what's kind of funny. Got a good ass car. Well, so the it's interesting in this game. So if you want to steal cars, you have to have like your your strength to like your physical body to a certain level. And so usually like level six, and so most folks on the prologue are not at level six for like any one oh, yeah, thing. No. So that's part of the problem. Like, you can definitely steal any car you want to. You have to be at body level six. But, so um, I'm kind of I'm kind of cool with my futuristic Monte Carlo because it it gives me the point A to point B for but now. But it drives like so shit. I'm chill. It drives yeah, like it the, does, but yeah. 
I mean, it's like, I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm not going too far in the city. I haven't really explored the city a whole lot. I've been busy just following um, Frankie, or is that his name? Or my homie? Jackie. So, Jackie, Jackie Wells. Yeah, I've been hanging, I've been hanging <laughs> out with Jackie a little bit, and then I'm still kind of exploring. Like, I just barely upgraded for the first time, and then I'm meeting new characters or whatnot. So, yeah, ja I'm working uh, for... Um, uh, what uh, like Rick the Rick Ross looking dude? Oh, Dex doing a mission. Yeah. <laughs> basically yeah, Rick Ross. So. Yeah. Ja yeah, I think Jackie Ross. is like one of the cooler characters in the game because it's basically like your your best friend is a cholo, and it's yeah. it's, it's, fucking, it's it's hilarious. <laughs> really like a futuristic is. cholo. He really is. It's pretty awesome though. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned uh, going back in time and everything. Uh, mm -hmm. That that kind of reminded me of uh, the movie Tenet. With, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Which, think, are me the only ones that have seen it? At this I point? have not watched it yet. Uh, yeah, I think we're the only two that have seen it. It looks, it looks too confusing in trailers for If you want to talk about it, take my headphones off because I want to watch it. So, Ooh. You want to talk about it? Yeah, uh, let, let, him, let, let him talk about it a little bit. Right. I want to hear a little well, bit. Of wait, it's, it, you think we can talk about it without it being spoiled? Well, I don't even want to know the premise because I can't spoil it because I, I, I part still of the don't understand it. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I can I can give you the premise wait, really wait. quick. This is basically Mission Impossible with the black guy, and the well, only. Wait, <laughs> What's up? Oh, I want to make sure I can see Kronos. I didn't know if he took his headphones off. Yeah, he, he did. He took off. his headphones off. Yeah. This is basically okay. Mission. Oh, yeah, go ahead. yeah. This is Mission Impossible with the black dude and the main villain is kind of like a bond villain and he has uh, a time tunnel but okay. so does your side your side has a time tunnel too i mean that's the super 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 simplified version of it i mean a lot of people say it's a heist is... film it's Wait, it's it's it, not really is, a heist film. is a time tunnel the same thing as <laughs> as a time machine um i guess yes okay let me <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm going to try to explain it. And my, I listened to a two and a half hour about this yesterday, trying to further understand it. And I felt my brain hemorrhaging. <laughs> the best way for me to sort of explain it is, okay, we understand that time moves in a linear direction and mm -hmm. everything. And we perceive passion, let's just say from left to right or whatever. And that is, and then it goes into entropy in terms of cause and effect. However, there is nothing that says that the cause and effect is because we are so used to seeing time go in that same motion. But if we perceive entropy as having the effect sometimes come before the cause, then that technically doesn't matter how you travel through time. It's just how you are perceiving it. And everything which that's where I, I, I can understand that premise I can understand that premise however I cannot my brain cannot when I'm watching a movie or practically in reality maybe it's just me in terms of like I've, I've watched time travel movies and obviously Avengers and all that stuff, stuff like that and I understand I can suspend suspend my belief in terms of understanding how they are explaining their version of time travel. However, it, in this is where they are trying to explain the concept of how in 
in this universe. And when they're doing that, one of the people will just say, don't worry about it. You, no, no, no. You can't do that. You can't tell them, don't worry <laughs> about it when you're explaining to the main character and also to the audience how things are supposed to be working in this universe. It's it's lazy and it's just not thought out. It's incomplete in my in how I perceive it and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, a, I mean, you, you understand it. And that last little brief that I gave, that's probably the best explanation of the movie I can get because it, people are traveling backwards in time. I'm as there's the concept of uh, my understanding. One of the, the sort of like ten commandments of time travel is is I've sort of understood it is that you cannot physically come in contact with yourself, at least touch the person that you are coming in in contact with, because that would sort of implode the universe. Wait, but can you fuck your mom? Oh, like Marty McFly. Marty McFly. So bad. Get out the reality. But, that, but that's not yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I show. would imagine in so. any sort of time verse thing, you can't you can't fuck yourself, and you sure as fuck can't fight yourself, because that would make the universe on it on everything that's going on. This movie, yeah. uh, I'm, I, I, Christopher Nolan, I'm cool with and everything. I mean, he, he has his good movies that I like, and there's some movies that I don't like of his, his and everything. He tried to be way too smart with this, mm. and. And he just tried to do things to be difficult and everything, just to try to show off. Like I was, the podcast I was listening to explain some of the, even the stunts that they were doing. When you have people that are moving backwards in time, but they're really technically moving forward or whatever. Like you, you see people driving cars backwards. Yeah, yeah, that could have been done like in with like CGI and post, but no, he wanted to spend money to show that have these people and practically driving backwards and stuff like that and raising the budget and all kinds of ridiculous stuff and I think it was just sort of like a circle jerk in terms of like yo I'm so smart I'm gonna make this movie that you can't understand but if you're an elitist you might understand so and that's what I feel um, with this movie John David Washington is, is really good in this movie His na- he doesn't have a name in this movie he, he's, what the, he's the fuck? protagonist. So he's he does not have his because I'm watching it with subtitles on, and it just says the protagonist, the protagonist, and I didn't really think of it. And then I was like, Yo, I don't even know this dude's name. Yeah. Or just the protagonist. There's a lot of weird shit going on in this movie. There's stuff that people complain with about the sound, with the mixing of this, where you it's hard to understand what it is that the character is saying. Like, I watched it with, like, headphones on and then with subtitles, so I didn't really have that problem, but people said, like, the audio on it was really mixed. I I did not like this movie, and I feel bad saying it because I would love to have you guys watch it to try to understand it, to just see what it is that I'm talking about, because I can barely explain it, and I did not like it at all. And I I feel bad because I really love John David Washington. He He does a great job in it. The girl in it, the girl main actress, she's she's pretty cool. What's out of whack? It, I just it's a really poor movie, in my opinion. That's mm. that's too bad. That's really too bad. I'm still curious about watching it, but I'm gonna t- I'm gonna bear that in mind when I see it and like wait for it to go on HBO Max. Oh well, I guess it. Uh, it's on digital now, I guess, but 
Um, be on I HBO disagree. Max next month or something. Probably. But, go ahead. but I disagree. I, I felt like this movie was definitely super interesting. It's definitely a movie you, you should probably watch more than once. Um, it is weird that he doesn't have a name. He does. He's called the protagonist, but a lot of the film tries to i feel like it does a little bit of misdirection a couple of times to make you think it's a heist film but it's really an espionage film this is really about uh spies trying to stop a madman from destroying the world i mean that's literally the premise and this guy he's crazy and he just wants to destroy the world along with himself and he doesn't care who gets in his way um he does care he does have a soft spot for his wife who he kind of loves and hates at the same time, but a soft spot he beats the shit out of her. <laughs> yeah, but he oh. doesn't. He, so that's the thing. If I he Turner did, had a soft spot for Tina, then I guess. Yeah. So, so but he, he he doesn't kill her. Everyone else that gets in his way, he kills her. He could have killed oh. her and not think twice, and he doesn't. Standards now. <laughs> I'm insane. That's why I won't kill you, but I'll whoop the shit out of you. Yeah, I mean, he he literally says he couldn't bring himself to kill her, but he wanted to at at certain times, but he's crazy. I mean, he says a bunch of crazy shit the whole fucking film, and that's why they're trying to stop him. I mean, he's a crazy man with money and power, and they're like, we have to get to this guy before he fucks everything up. Okay, so... so I Just to... What I said, just to... without revealing the whole plot points or whatever, but the whole concept of an algorithm is not a correct about would you sort of understand an algorithm is just a, essentially a formula, correct? Mm-hmm. Like, that I means uh, sort of how it's not that algorithm is a set of step by step instructions, not necessarily a formula. Algorithm, I mean, we would ask, oh, Blue's not, not there, but an algorithm is, is technically a formula or instructions on how to do something. It's not an actual physical object that you you hold or whatever. This is true. An algorithm this, is not a physical object. Right. But in this movie, the algorithm is a physical object that you piece together or whatever that causes whatever that causes potentially World War Three or whatever. So you have to sort of read construct your mind to understand that concept that when they say algorithm the algorithm is a physical thing and understand that and then the the point about like an espionage movie i don't understand how you can spy on yourself you could stop yourself from doing certain shit but this whole thing was sort of him battling and his and robert paddington going through time and stopping themselves and reconstructing Stuff that they're doing in time. Well, so I don't really. I personally don't consider. Okay, yeah, I I, I consider this definitely a spy espionage movie. I mean, because there's a main villain. You just said he beats the shit of his wife. That's the guy that they're trying to stop. They do go back in time to try to help each other without destroying, without a total annihilation, which they talk about. Because there's a scene where the protagonist. He goes back in time for the first time that we see as an audience. And he's given very quick and very specific instructions as he goes out into the field. I'm just going to leave it at that. I got to see this. Yeah. This sounds like a controversial, trippy movie. It is very trippy. And it's definitely worth watching twice. I enjoyed the film. I thought this was definitely interesting. Um, There was a little 
craziness. I think a lot of people had a hard time picking up on accents because uh, I can understand why Stitch watched with accents because some of the actors have very heavy accents. If you're American, with, with subtitles. Yeah, well, yeah. If you're an American, I can understand you not picking up on what they're saying and whatnot. So, I didn't well, listen I mean, to I the podcast, but uh, he was talking the about um, the, the beginning scene in the movie. He's been talking, but he's talking through a gas mask and everything, mm -hmm. and it's really muffled and everything. It is. He's gonna, like the squat uniform. So I'm trying to like understand what he what he's saying, who he's talking to. I'm like, okay, I understand that there's some sort of double crossing going on but i can't make out what it is that he's actually saying to these what, other SWAT agents and everything what's funny about that is that's exactly how i felt in the theater watching dark knight rises with bane the first yeah. time i was like uh, i i can't i could not understand bane until the very almost like the the scene where he's at the football stadium i understood most of that but all the other words that he was speaking till then, I was like, I can't hear, I can't understand this guy. I need subtitles in the theater. That frustrated me. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, so, I would, you, if you're watching it, you gotta make sure that you are getting no interruptions. You can just, you're gonna be leaning forward and focusing on some stuff. And like, I would pause it and rewind it when I was trying to understand what it is that was going on. Like, I, I'm glad I didn't get, didn't watch this in the movie theater. Because I would have been like, I didn't get that. I need to go back and understand that. And the movie would have kept going, and I would have been like, I'm, I'm fucking behind or whatever. Like, I, I just don't understand. Like when they're, when he meets the the chick that is explaining how, or whatever. I had to pause it after she explained it to understand it, and I was like, okay, he said that. Okay, let me just hear that again, just to make sure I understand that. But if I was in a movie theater, I got no option. Movies, it's, it's fucking, it's gone or whatever, and I would have been kind of asked out and screwed on that so hit the pause button if there's something you don't understand because if you don't understand it you're gonna get fucked it's like learning long as a third grader or whatever if you don't understand long division you can't you can't go on you can't go further into mathematics or whatever yep. multiplication you can't go further on into the your your world of mathematics if you don't understand this concept first so that that's kind of and the concept itself is really abstract, and I don't recall another movie putting there, explaining how time travel works like this. That's why it took me a little bit to wrap my head around it to understand how this movie is going to play out later on. So I, I recommend watching this. I actually enjoyed this film, but I mean, we should revisit this when more members of the cast have seen it. I will definitely check it out. Just really quickly, I thought of something while, while Stitch was given the kind of the breakdown about the, the time travel in the past. I mean, in Endgame, Captain America fights Captain America. So each movie has its own rules for time travel. Mm-hmm. It does. Yes. However, they said you cannot interact. They said specifically you can't interact with the person, your your past self. Yeah, you can't interact. And later on... Touch you can't touch your past self and then later on i know what you're talking about but that person's fully suited <laughs> so there's no physical contact uh -oh, so, there's no so skin to skin skin to skin yes <laughs> I mean, so you can wear a condom and fuck them yeah i mean you see this in time cop we saw this shit in time cop and other in other films but i mean i didn't see where they broke their own rules according to what they described i mean that that was just me but 
I mean, I enjoyed the film. Like I said, uh, it's definitely worth. I say it's definitely worth watching. Um, it is definitely true what Stitch has said. You need to be paying attention. No distractions. No, no being on your phone. No dogs. No kids. You need to be zoomed in because the movie is like two and a half hours long. So. Damn, I'm too poor to pay attention. Oh. Uh, you you you're, not, you're not poor enough to pay for food, is though. Oh, that's only on Fridays. How are you gonna expose uh, me like that? Yeah. Uh, Brit, uh, someone ping, someone yeah, <laughs> ping the other guys in. Um, uh, but Blue, uh, while I, while I'm switching gears, I'm on. I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit. We have got to talk about something important, goddammit. And here's what it is: Kipo and the age of the motherfucking wonder beast on netflix what is this explain this to me shit this is a this is an animation that dropped earlier this year by dreamworks so dreamworks they made so on netflix they dropped voltron by dreamworks shira princess of powers on netflix um uh, the Troll Hunters on is by DreamWorks. Yeah, it's by DreamWorks as well. Like the show that DreamWorks dropped on Netflix is is fucking a fucking reading. Like they're they're all amazing shows. And this one, I don't know why I slept on the show, but I remember it came out and I was like maybe three or four episodes in. But for some reason, I do not fucking remember them. Like I had to like go back and watch it again. But this show is it's fucking. The show itself, the animation and style is very similar to Voltron and Shira, but the fucking soundtrack for the show is it's up there with like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, fucking Black mm-hmm. Panther, like the music is fucking legit and it's they cover all the bases. Like there's a little bit of like a little country in there, there's a little um death punk um, music, there's fucking rap, there's K pop. Mm-hmm. What what there's a scene where there's a K pop group playing, I'm like, is that fucking K pop? Like what the fuck? But this show is it's really fucking great. Shout out to Karen Fukuhara, I believe. She Again? is, yeah. Uh, you know, we got to put her on Golden Eggplants because not only was she excellent in The Boys as, uh, what was her name in The Boys? I can't she remember. She has no name. Oh, oh no, no. She, she was known Kimiko. as the girl, but no, it's Kimiko. Kimiko. Oh, it's Kimiko. Kimiko. Yeah, yeah okay. Kimiko. She was amazing in this. She plays the lead. She plays Kipo in this. Um... The, the cast is, uh, you got a whole lot of cool black characters, uh, and, and you have this Asian female lead uh, that's actually half half black, really. Yeah, she's, um, she's that's, Yeah, that gives to me this strong Avatar, Last Airbender, Adventure Time vibes, actually, to, at least to me. You got uh, fro- mutants, basically, uh, so frogs as gangsters, you got honeybees that are uh, basically doing some dubstep rapping shit. Yeah. You, you got giant. You got giant uh, uh, rabbits that that uh, chase you all over the place, uh, thinking that you have a certain scent on you. It's an off the hook adventure show, but the writing and music is top fucking tier, like you've never fucking heard of. I, I'm only I'm at the end. Uh, yeah, in fact, I finished all of season one. The other thing is they drop three fucking seasons. In Three one fucking year. In, in a year. So, technically, and I was going back and forth with Blue on this, technically you could consider it both a new show and a returning show, and both are top tier, like, to me, Golden Eggplant nominee. Every, 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 every season's got 100% on Rotten Tomato. 
Like, yeah. The show is. Folks go hard for it, rightly so. I stumbled upon it. I'm watching it with my kids, and this shit just fucking works. Dude, and like, I, I'm on I'm on season three already. I'm almost done with season three. I'm like, I got like three more episodes to watch. And it, it, it's that typical, like, 20, 20, 20, 22 minutes for an episode, yeah. but like... 24 minutes per episode. There's eight... It's so fucking great. Ten episodes the first season. Does it shorten? No, I think uh, it's all, all three I think seasons. it's ten eight season. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, yep. One one cool thing about the show is that like you know they do the, the whole diversity thing like like legitly like they don't like oh okay this this character is Asian this character is black and blah 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 it's like okay there's this little girl and you learn that that her father is black. But you don't know much about her mother, but then eventually mm-hmm. they introduce her mother like, oh, okay, okay, her mom is Asian, okay, that's that's cool. But then you have like this other little girl, like it's that's it's obviously that she's black, but then there's like another character who turns out to be like a gay character, but it's not like you don't fucking know that until he tells you like, oh, like I, I'm gay, like we can't, this can't happen, I'm gay and blah blah blah. But like I don't know, just the whole feel for the show, it almost have um, it has a little bit of that feel of um, Attack on Titans too, because you know, yep, we got these giant fucking creatures out there and like they're, they're trying to like destroy the humans and stuff like that. It's kind of cool. Um, yeah, man, I'm impressed. I... I'm very impressed. Yeah, I haven't seen it, so I was. I'll talk it out. I've seen it pop up. The Kipo, what's the full name again? Kipo and, and the, the Age, Age of, of the Wonder Beast. Yeah, okay. Um, speaking of which, I, I I don't know if this is a DreamWorks uh, animated show, but the the Jurassic Park CG show is that a DreamWorks one as well or or not? Uh, I think Jurassic, a, Jurassic Park's under Universal. Okay, so it's a it, it's called Jurassic Park uh, Camp Crustaceous. Um, there's only one season, but it, if you guys have not noticed. Um, Netflix has a representation matters collection oh, yeah. where, ba- where basically the protagonist is usually of African American descent, sometimes uh, Latino or Hispanic descent. But I've noticed this is starting to pop up a lot more. I mean, I mean it, depends, it depends on what you watch, but I mean, I I noticed it when we watched what bookmarks. That's which is really good. Um, series from Netflix. Have, have y'all watched? Well, I guess just Prodigy. You have an older kid, so have you watched one. Bookmarks? I haven't heard of book. Mm-mm. I haven't so, heard of Bookmarks. So it's basically Netflix. They teamed up with a bunch of book writers and um, other artists, and they read books to kids. And so, oh, okay. like the uh, member, cool. the uh, I think it's Sulway, the one from. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sulway, so, yeah. Yeah. So um, I forget the actress's name. What's, what's uh, her Lupita, name? I thought it was Lupita. Yeah, Lupita, Lupita Nyong'o. She actually reads it. She's the writer of mm. the of the book, and so she reads the book, oh. and it's it's really cool. And there's like, um, they have a whole bunch of different artists. I also have Skeptical Negro from Stranger Things, all grown up, <laughs> and he he, he yeah, reads a book like, about getting haircuts. It's it's a really good, uh, really good. Yeah, so it looks like so some of the people they had on there they had Tiffany Haddish. I'm yeah. just reading the name that I fucking know. Tiffany Haddish. They had um, Jill Scott. Singer. Nice. Common did a thing. Yeah. Um, Jackie Woodson, uh, Kendrick Sampson did it. Sampson. How did I, I can't say you that? You said you were reading the names you knew. Well, yeah. no, I, I, I know the names. Certainly <laughs> not. God dang. It's S A M P S O N. Sampson. Sampson. 
Yeah, I, to I call him Chris Hampson. But jumping back to Kipo, like with especially with Kipo and, and Shira, like because she would she had like their one of the characters was uh, I, I'm gonna say he was, he was black, but they never they never said he I guess he wasn't gay, but his parents were. The guy was <laughs> okay. Um, I forget his character's name. Because at first, for a second, I thought he was gay, but no, he's not gay because he like went on dates and stuff with the princess, and he had like a thing for. Her, Could for be bi, right? Princess, huh? Could be bi, right? No, he never he never gave that vibe. I guess he just had like a pink heart on his chest, and that's all like that, that's all he had. But um, yeah, forget everything I just said. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I, I, people like I really like how they don't throw the they don't throw the whole like gay. It's multiracial thing down your throat. It's like, okay, you're watching a show about this girl with fucking cool powers, and she she has a cool badass friend that she hangs out with. It, that's to me. That's why, like, I gave credit to Voltron uh, from DreamWorks because the what what they did with um, the Black Lion character uh, was it Shiro Shira Shiro Yeah, Shiro Shiro. Yeah, Shiro. Later, on, way later on, you find out a little bit more about his sexuality. It's no big deal. They still got to save the goddamn universe, and it, it, they just kept it moving. And for this one, and I don't have any problem with gay characters in cartoons at all. Um, that's not the point of this show at all. The the point is this this friendship and this really interesting dynamic world that they're living in, and this whole family story of creating your own family with your friends, but also reuniting with the family that you were born into. So it's, it's kind of funny. There's one episode where they're they're little. Not toward Donald Trump. What's it? Oh, maybe yeah, I have... this, is, this is season three. You're not there yet, but like, okay, they want to build a wall. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the, the wall doesn't work, and so some of the some of the mutants are like, we don't need a wall. The wall doesn't work. It was so funny. Like I was on the ground fucking laughing. That's how fucking funny that shit was. But yeah, this show, it, it's fucking great, man. You guys definitely gotta check it out. Yeah. For sure. Even if you don't have kids, just, just watch. Uh, I was gonna say, so, so we're 48 hours now from the drop. Uh, it's gonna be released on HBO Max. Uh, it's our sort of first major comic book movie we've had since what? I don't even remember the last one. It feels like Birds of Prey, probably, right? <laughs> oh my God, that Birds of Prey hilarious but um that's gonna be coming out uh, on hbo max for free if you don't have a subscription you can subscribe possibly get a 30-day free subscription and cancel afterwards if you're <laughs> you want to sort of circumvent the system and everything so what are your guys expectations for the movie obviously we can't project on like box office because of covid in 2020 what are your i mean Anticipating to what do you want to be in the movie? What are you hoping not to see? What do you What are you guys looking forward to? I'll I'll start. I mean, I, I like I like Wonder Woman a lot. I, I just do. Um, I like the first one. Um, I'm expecting for a badass, really cool cheetah, and learning more about Max Lord, uh, and obviously why they're in the '80s. You know, I, you have to explain that quite a bit. I think that you're you're gonna have some cool action, and I think it's gonna be just a fun. 
a fun movie all the way around. I, I actually think it's going to be one of the better comic book movies that we've seen in, in recent years. But um, I'll give an honest review once I see it on Christmas Day, like I always will. What's I'll say? Who else is on there? Maybe. Uh, I'm there. <laughs> yeah. I, I was seeing who was going to go next. Uh, oh, Blue left, I guess. Um, yeah. For me, uh, definitely, they got to explain how Steve Trevor survived World War One and lived, what, 40 years or leaps 40 years into the future and is somehow lived. Actually, no, not even 40 years. Like 60. Um, it's what the war ended in 1918. Yeah, because he's World War One, so you're looking at almost 70 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, yeah, you're looking at 72 to 73 years later, and he looks like he hasn't aged a day. I mean, they kind of hint about it in the trailer. Um, that's got to be explained to at least some kind of satisfaction. Um, I gotta see Cheetah's gotta look good. Like Cheetah's gotta be on point. Cheetah can't look uh, super shitty. Uh, if she's gonna fight Wonder Woman, it's gotta be something on the epic scale because uh, Barbara and Diana are friends. Yes. Before they fight, and Diana, depending on who's writing, is usually trying to help her and solve her curse because she has a but- curse on her and whatnot. Diana would still consider her a friend even after the curse. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She considers her a friend, but like I said, it depends on who's writing. But Diana, Diana, for the most part, is usually offers to help her lift the curse on her. She says we were. She usually says we're friends. Um, sometimes there's a promise somewhere in there where I'm gonna help you at some point. Sometimes there's a promise for her to help her, like her brood or. or you know whatever so that kind of has to be there um maxwell lord he's kind of like a a b-level lex luther i guess but he's still he's still a he's still a villain he's still with, rich and powerful so with with actual powers though yeah i mean at one point there's some points where he does not have powers he's just I a rich asshole right yeah, yeah he's still a rich asshole so if he does not have powers they need to show if you know a decent explanation of how he gets him if not then just keep him like on a wannabe lex luther level like almost there but not quite i'll be okay with that i'll be okay with him trying to circumvent and not get his powers in this film isn't he so, in the blue beetle universe too like he's like well, a villain for a blue beetle he he's kind of like he, he, he he's gone he's gone up against several different um DC heroes and Blue Beetle is definitely one of them. Uh, okay. Actually, several versions of Blue Beetle he's gone up against. Um, even Batman, he's even had t- entanglements with Pac-Man. So he was fucking um, him. What? Oh, I mean, <laughs> I, I guess it though, right? I guess it depends on who's writing. You know? <laughs> God yeah. damn. So I mean, Patty- I would burn that person's house down. They made Batman have an entanglement with some some dude. Uh, so i mean patty jenkins brought it in the last film i'm excited to see how things go down in this next one so yeah i mean so far patty jenkins has done a fantastic job with wonder woman i'm obviously we talk about all the time but you know we talked a lot of shit about wonder woman before it came out and then it came out and it was fucking amazing so 
Yeah, I gave her a and she she's and she's tapped for doing a Star Wars movie. Um, I think it's Rogue Squadron, right? Yes, sir. Sure. Yeah, oh, so God. I'm looking forward to that yeah. that as well. Go ahead. You're talking about Max Lord, right? Yeah, Maxwell Lord. Maxwell Lord. Yeah. yeah. Isn't isn't he a Supergirl villain? He, I, like I said, he has. He has. Yeah, like, he has. He's been fucking over different DC heroes, and I mean, we have seen him on on Supergirl the TV show, but yeah. he's he's battled up against other heroes as well, not just Supergirl. He's gone up against Wonder Woman. Um, in fact, in the comics, Wonder Woman kills Maxwell Lord. She breaks his neck. So, uh, we'll see if that happens in the film. I kind of doubt it, but he's like, like we said, he's gonna go blue, blue beetle, Supergirl, I think, uh, even, um, um, Oliver Queen. There's a couple other ones, so we'll see. Well, Diana has no problem snapping necks, so or, or putting swords through chests when necessary. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, Stick, you get in here. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, an issue where uh, Wonder Woman kills Mac Floor and she basically snaps his neck. Yeah, I want to. I want to see her doing some some cool badass Wonder Woman stuff. Um, we sort of talked about it in our, in our group chat a little bit, um, but I just I just don't want to see a story plot. Um, I obviously understand Trevor is in the movie, and obviously they have a romance and and chemistry and and a feeling. But I don't want the entire movie to be a mission to fucking or anything because I think that just does a disservice for who she is as a character. I, I want to see them continue to build the world. I want to learn more about the past and, and where she came from and everything. And I, I don't want to fully judge on the trailer, but it does look like they do talk about it in, in the trailer, or at least there's going to be some some portion of the movie to show her upbringing as a, as a child and, and teenager, toddler, and, and all that stuff like that. So I'm really interested to see that play out and then to see, I guess, where they're going to potentially go with this movie. Um, obviously, we all love the MCU movies because they were constantly building towards something. I don't fully know what they're doing in the DCEU if they're trying to build towards something. Obviously, where they've built stuff in the future and now we're going sort of backwards, so I don't know what it is that they're trying to progress towards. Um, if they're trying to make sad with the DCU, obviously they've they've talked about Snyder cuts and all kinds of stuff, but that that doesn't really tell me what their future plans are for the movie and, and Wonder Woman itself. I mean, obviously Wonder Woman made a shit ton of money. It is the as, as much as we go back and forth about Mar uh, Captain Marvel and and Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman's on her Mount Rushmore herself in terms of character and who she is. And I think, well, I know that most female, I don't want to say I know because that sounds pretentious, but whatever. I know that most women identify with Wonder Woman and look up to her as it, and I don't want them to downplay who she is as a character by putting her on the big screen, having it constantly be a love story or a rescue mission to save Trevor from falling into a volcano or, or some other bullshit. Like, she I can't be Captain Saver, bro? Doing her own cool shit. What's that? She can't be Captain Saver, bro? What is it, bro? <laughs> I mean, she wants to, but I, I mean, we've, 
I don't want to see it. We've seen that before. Show me something new. Well, I, I, mean, I hope that not really. that's what is going to happen. We haven't seen, like... No. Traditionally, we haven't seen a female no, character saving male characters. We haven't. She didn't um, even save... She didn't even save fucking Steve Trevor. He's supposed to die at the end of the movie, so... Well, he didn't get I'm saved. And, but in, in, I, I don't want to see a love story. I don't. I don't. I want to see her stand alone and not have her existence be about. I don't want that. Okay. I mean, but they have a relationship so, in the comics. I mean, that's and the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But that's. I mean, that's not original. Well, yeah. It's based on a not original story. So, I mean, they're based on comics, man. Hmm. So, I mean, so you want? It sounds like you want Steve diminished as much as possible. Is what I'm really hearing. It's her movie. It's, okay. it's Wonder Woman '84. It's not. It's not the Adventures of Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor. Trevor. <laughs> I mean, but the thing. So here's the problem. I kind of have with that, but what Diana and Steve, their relationship is based on romance as well as adventure. Like they, he's not necessarily a guy that stands back because he's a soldier they sometimes fight side by side i mean if you have the rebirth comics he literally takes he tries to take off on a mission and she's like what are you doing he's like, i'm about to handle business and she's like well i'm coming with you he's like, no you got to do this he's like, nope i'm coming with you and you can't stop me he's like fine so they end up doing some stuff together which involves barbara so it's they're kind they're intertwined like almost always. But I, I mean, so... I, I get what Stitch is, is saying. Uh, like, yeah. yeah, you don't. I mean, when it comes to especially, you know, female-run movies, like you don't want to have the the you don't want to have emphasis on the relationship of like with with a dude because obviously, you know, Steve Trevor is like he's he's a Suicide Squad level person, and when it comes to the DC universe, because he really he's supposed to lead the Suicide Squad and. He's not really a big deal as far as like Wonder Woman goes, but she does have a relationship with him. But he's basically like the lowest lane to to, to Superman. Mm-hmm. So I think that's 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 more accurate. So I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, it's like how many of these superhero movies or movies in general where we have like the male lead have like a you know female significant mm-hmm. other? Like it's very common. It's like, it's like Superman, he's always saving yeah, the lowest. I have no problem. Yeah, I have no problem with there being a, a significant other. I mean, obviously there's there's fucking Mary Jane or, or Gwen Stacy with Spider Man. There's there's Pepper Potts in Iron Man and and everything. And you can sort of go on down the line. I mean, Peggy Carter with Captain America. I mean, obviously we understand that. Yeah, he's got a crush on this girl. Means the world to him. But well i i, I want to I, I what i have a problem yeah, with I, is I mean, how does he come back after all these years when he got blown up in a plane that, that's going to be interesting for me to, to see um mm-hmm. especially as a human not as anybody special so mm-hmm. yep so i mean uh stitch you briefly talked about uh what this will mean for the future of wonder woman in the dceu well, Patty Jenkins has already confirmed back in May and in August that there's going to be a Wonder Woman 3 and a spinoff called The Amazons. So I guess we're going to see a little bit okay, of that well, yeah. in Wonder Woman 1984. So this is going to be a jump off for more projects. I want, I want to learn. 
Well, yeah, anyone with a half a brain knows that they're, they're not going, this is not going to be the last Wonder Woman movie. I mean, yep. it's, a, it's a cash cow and everything. I, I want to learn, I want to learn. Oh, more why, about why are you reminding, bro? You were talking all that shit about how they only made $18 million in China. You're like, oh, they ain't going to make shit. Oh, now all of a sudden you backpedaling. Okay. Now they're a cash cow. Uh, Okay, well, I mean, it it failed in China compared to what other movies are doing in China. That's not deniable. Uh, the movie itself is obviously a cash cow. Both things can be true. It, it's not one or the other. It can be a cash cow. It is a cash cow top premier franchise. That's the fact. However, it also did not perform well at all in China in opening weekend. In China. It's not true. No, I mean these these are interesting times. This like your 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 backpedaling is very interesting. You was talking all that shit earlier. I'm not. I I, I said the exact same. What did I what I said that was different. That it's failing when in the chat. That it's a failing movie and it failed in China. And that's the only place it's really been released. So, so right now it's a failing movie. That those are facts. Yeah, let, let, let me. I'm sorry. Let me. Let me. It's a franchise. Let me jump in. Let me jump in. Let me jump in. I, I, I get, I get the fact that all movies are having trouble in 2020. Got to your context. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that. That. That's. That's the larger context going on. And then. Yeah, in China, there was some Chinese-made movie that bodied uh, Wonder Woman 84 uh, for the opening or whatever this, this past week. Yes, I think that they Warner Brothers uh, was anticipating normal times and big North American and European box office, and some in China, too, that obviously can't manifest itself because of COVID. But... All that being said, I hope it's still a good movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of fucking with Stitch here. Like, honestly, the uh, I'm obviously fucking with Stitch. But I think the main reason why um, Wonder Woman failed in China is because of all the shit-talking that our presidents, that America, well, basically our president has been doing against China by calling COVID-19 a China virus. And there's, like, a whole lot of anti-Chinese sentiment, you know, coming from America. And I think that that's going to hurt every single American product for probably years to come. Um, I think it's, well, that's one of the reasons why it failed. And also the other obvious reasons why people aren't going to theaters. But, um, yeah, I don't think that Ameri that folks in China have the stomach f to consume American things right now because of that shit. Well, I, and so the fact that a Chinese movie beat that, I'm not, not really surprised. But I think that in the long run, it's still going to do well. I mean, yeah. it's going to do okay. <laughs> Probably not in theaters, think, but yeah. I think, I think a lot of movies okay. that were released during this whole pandemic thing should have like a an, an asterisk, like a, yep. an asterisk or like a, a like a DP or something like, like during a pandemic, so we know that like okay, at this point in time, like people aren't going to the movies, but the numbers were still pretty decent compared to like this year, like a, a graph, like okay, Wonder Woman compared to this movie that came out at the same time did better than that. Like there should be like a yeah, like kind of a plateau of what 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 did well in during this whole pandemic era yeah. that we're in. Oh, I'm pretty sure that's already been composed, and they're probably still updating. Well, there was like there was a movie that actually did really well this year. What was it? I think it was uh... Trolls. Trolls, yeah, <laughs> Trolls World Tour did really good actually, not being in the theaters. It was, it was just a good movie. I liked it. So yeah, yeah. No, there's, there's no doubt about that. There's been a few a few hits. 
there's like Mulan who that didn't do very well. Even actually, okay. I, I watched it because it, it's available for free on um, on Disney Plus, and I thought it was a pretty decent movie. I mean, it wasn't the greatest, but it wasn't horrible. No. Yeah, it, it's a weird fucking year for movies. There, there's no fucking doubt about it. But I'm I'm excited about this. I'm I'm glad that I'm gonna get a chance to. To see it, I wanted to see it in July, and you know we've already talked about this multiple times. This this movie has been in the can for at least a year and a half, maybe almost two years at this point. Yeah. So uh, we'll fucking see, and I know we're going to be fucking honest about it, and, and and whether it's good or not. But yeah, uh, I... hopefully we can we can move forward with it. The other thing I will say really quickly too is I'm hoping that Diana can make some appearances. In maybe some of the other DCEU movies, such as like I don't know Black Adam or the Shazam sequel, you know, I'd love to see more cameos and broader universe of hey, you know, Wonder Woman's truly in this world too, not just Batman and Supes. I like to see her be the Iron Man to the to the 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 Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Kind oh, you mean like like kind of kick it off? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, cause like with. Iron Man, like, the Iron Man series was really good, and, like, you know, we had, like, the, the X-Men and this and that movie and uh, the Incredible Hulk, but, like, kind of, Iron Man kind of brought everything together, and they kind of started using that to tie everything together. Because even in, even in, um, Batman vs. Superman, like, Diana has an appearance, and she kind of brings that into kind of the same lore in, in, in a way. Well, I mean, honestly, it, it should be, um, I agree, it should be Wonder Woman as far as, like, being the glue for the DCAU because they fucked up so many movies because they were relying on people like Zack Snyder and these other like not really good directors to to really run the show and I think that it showed in like the diminishing returns on all those movies I mean we we saw the, the definite drop offs with like you know Batman and Superman and Suicide Squad and these other movies that they all look basically the same and they were like very poorly written and even worse edited you know, but and then Wonder Woman came along, and it's like, oh, this is like a breath of fresh air. We have somebody that actually gives a shit about the character, paid attention to the comics, and uh, you know, brought an actual like real comprehensive comic movie instead of just like putting their own spin on something. Like I, I felt like I feel like Patty Jenkins did so much more of a, a a good job on like understanding the character and the characters in the movie than all these other recent DCU. Except for Aquaman. Aquaman did a pretty decent job too, but not as good as Wonder Woman. So, because I feel like Aquaman, it was basically yeah, Jason Momoa playing Jason Momoa, and I I felt like with Wonder Woman, I felt like Gal Gadot was was acting as Wonder Woman. For sure. Yeah, Aquaman he made even more money though. That was that was a crazy. Well, because Jason Momoa, I mean, he's yeah, got sure. big dick energy. I mean, there's, there's yeah. no uh, yeah. yeah, no denying it. Once you get the females to come out for a movie, it's like you're all gonna make some money. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you know what money? What movie made really good money this year uh, was Sonic the Hedgehog because it came oh, yeah. out pre pre lockdown. That made a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, Sonic Sonic came down came out like uh, what in like February. February. Was, February. Like, the last movie I saw in the theater was Sonic the Hedgehog, and oh. I saw it myself. It's kind of sad, but it was a really good movie. The last movie I saw isn't even. I don't think even made money. It was uh, Bloodshot. The Vin Diesel film? Oh, yeah. Film. Yeah, that was not a very good film. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, though. The the thing, and, you know, some of the reviews are, are starting to come out with uh, with Wonder Woman or whatever. 
I don't trust a single goddamn critic who praised fucking Birds of Prey. That that's my barometer. If you praise Birds of Prey, I can't trust a single fucking thing you say about any movie. Period. You were capping for Birds of Prey though. I, look, <laughs> I I was enthusiastic about it because of Ewan McGregor and Margot Robbie. But what did I, I saw it opening week, and it, what did I say immediately after seeing? It? I was like, "This is dog shit, one of the worst movies." Yeah, it, it was bad. We're gonna have to go through your so which came out and just to just to see. Mm-hmm. You were you were loud and you were loud and reckless about how great this movie was going to be. But when is she? When is she? I was not, hopeful. I was hopeful. When is, when is not loud and reckless? There's going to be a time where it becomes super popular, and there's going to be this one super fan who's going to go back and listen to every episode, and they're going to take notes on every fucking critic review that <laughs> that project has given. <laughs> well, in all of us, we we've all had hot takes. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like for real, hot take machine, goddamn it! Go. All right, uh, shit. Where were we gonna go <laughs> from here? I'm all lost. I'm not even looking at the list. You're not looking at the list. Uh, wait. Have we um talked anything about like vaccine stuff that's been going no. on? With I think we've world? been we've been, I think purposely maybe avoiding some of this stuff. No. But if y'all want to talk about, it, go right ahead. I, I can talk. You you want to talk about the, the actual vaccine? Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know. I I've been just trying to see if we if we have touched on it. I mean, obviously everything changes like every fucking day. Every yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I can't remember because I know we've gone a couple weeks without mentioning anything. But yeah, the vaccine's out and blah blah blah. Well, it's 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 like confusing. So if you're listening to this in the future, this is uh, in 2020. This is the end of 2020. This is in December 2020 where we have two viable vaccines for uh, the novel coronavirus, COVID-19. Um, and people are starting to get the vaccine. I know multiple people, including my brother and my sister-in-law, that have gotten the vaccine so far. The, the first uh, injections. Um, and a bunch of other people, too. So, this we right now we have over 330,000 deaths here in America. And over almost 19 million people infected by the coronavirus. And we have been waiting to get a vaccine for a while. And it's been, we've had a bunch of different programs to try and speed things up. But the, the vaccines that came out were actually not from like Operation Warp Speed or, or anything like that. It was actually from, um, the first one that got released was Pfizer and uh, I think it's Bio something. But it's like an American company and a German company. So the German company obviously had didn't go through normal um, regulations from America, nor were they privy to Operation Warp Speed, which is supposed to speed things up. And then um, Pfizer didn't take any money from Operation Warp Speed either. So it's been really interesting. Anyway. Did they take money from Dolly Parton? Yeah. <laughs> um, what's really cool about the uh, the Pfizer vaccine, I, I didn't do any real research on the Moderna vaccine. I heard it was similar. Um, but the Pfizer vaccine, it's doing a mRNA vaccine. So basically they looked at the actual uh corona virus uh covid19 and they they saw how it attacked cells to make it so infectious and apparently there's there's a a certain protein within uh covid19 that makes it uh just go through cell walls like really easily it's a protein that goes through cell walls easily and like can infect shit that's why it's so infectious and so what the mRNA vaccine does with Pfizer um, 
is that it, it actually isolates that uh, protein and then it attacks that certain protein that makes it so infectious. And so they take that certain protein and then they um, make it basically like an instruction set, like, hey, listen, if you see this thing uh, in your body or in your, you know, your immune system, this is how you defeat it. So basically, this vaccine is just giving you the your immune system the instruction set on how to defeat the virus, more the most effective way. Um, and so it's it's a relatively new technology that that we're using. Usually, like legacy vaccines, like they would actually have to take like inert portions of the vaccine and then you know and sort of semi-infect somebody and then they would become immune to it from an immune, immune response but in this one they're they give an actual instruction set on how to defeat the virus and you actually you still might get an immune response from it but you're not getting the actual virus it's just telling your body hey this is what you need to look for and once you see this again this is how you defeat it so uh it's been effective so far there hasn't been that many um, really bad side effects, except for um, the Bell's palsy, which is where you have like the uh, you lose um, sensitivity and control of like half of your face. Um, but it's only for a couple, maximum couple of weeks, maybe a couple months, and then you come back to normal. Um, as far as I know, there's been no deaths from the vaccine at all yeah. at this time, um, and it seems to be very effective against it. So I'm glad that it exists and that people are getting it. And so now it's just like, it's the waiting game because we've been told that we're going to have 40 million vaccines by the end of the year. It's not going to happen because like we're at like a little over a million right now. And there is like, what, eight days ago before the end of the year. So it's basically <laughs> fucking impossible. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's really interesting that like we're using these, these new techniques. So what, what do you guys think about the, the new vaccine? One interesting thing is that uh, Carlos kind of touched on was that like, for the, for the side effects, like, I think some of the major side effects is if you have, if you, if you had allergy to a certain kind of thing beforehand, like that, that might impact the vaccine. But like, um, so the, the Sweden is like, she is in the medical field and she is up for the first, the first or second round of getting the vaccine. But if you didn't, if, if you are new to the podcast, the Sweden is currently pregnant. And there's currently no studies on how the vaccine would affect, like, you know, a mom having a baby and also with, like, breastfeeding and stuff like that. So she's kind of not going to do it, take the vaccine. But, um, I mean, it's, it's still up in the air of how things are going. But, like, at first I was kind of against the wall about getting a vaccine just because, like, you know, this shit was rushed and this and that and like we don't know what the fuck is gonna happen like is this gonna give you superpowers or just gonna fucking make your hair fall out or your balls scribble up like what the fuck is gonna happen with the vaccine so and i'm still i'm still on the boat about getting the vaccine but like doing some of the research i've have have gone through like it seems it seems legit but i'm still kind of against the wall because i was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how like with um there was a there was um there was an outbreak of a disease back in the day that was causing people to become paralyzed and it came out of the vaccine and it started to help a lot of people. And this was like, this was between now and like the, the not the black plague, but the Spanish flu. It was like the... That's a hundred year span, man. <laughs> I know. It was something recent, like maybe back in like the 40s. Okay. That was causing people to be paralyzed. 
like it was like fucking polio. Like, oh, polio. polio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like polio. What was the polio? <laughs> Is there a vaccine for polio? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. And then for, for polio, but like, yeah, like you know, people were skeptical about taking that vaccine and stuff like that. And I'm on the same boat, boat as them. Like, okay, this shit just comes out and kind of vaccine, blah blah. blah. But like, I don't know. I'm still, I'm on the fence. I'm not. Uh, it's, it's, it's a weird fucking time we're living in right well, now. Well, I mean, this like, is the... Anybody that's skeptical about the, the vaccine, most people are listening to this podcast, you're probably not going to get it first. So the the vast majority of people are going to get it first are people that are going to help people like us if we get sick, first line, you know, people that are on the front line, um, which is they, they should, because if we get sick and they're all sick too, who the fuck's going to help any of us? So yeah. basically, you, you already have built-in beta testers, and I hope they're all going to be fine. Um, yeah. But you, you're probably not going to get this vaccine if you're a normal person that's healthy until like probably late spring, early summer of next year, to be honest with you. So. Yeah, if, if everything works out. Here's the thing. I, when I had my famous vasectomy, I asked my urologist, I said, hey, am I going to be able to fuck still? Am I going to be able to piss without pain? And am I going to be able to get really good hard-ons on, when I need to? What and if I could still do all of those things after this vaccine, I count it as a win. Well, but so you just, I'm, I'm, but, I'm ready to get it. But, you're, uh, but you yeah. bust, but you bust dust now. So seedless. <laughs> I, I can't Damn. imagine somebody that hollers a semester. They're going to like Stanford or UC having to sit there and answer serious questions from you about fucking fucking side and fucking ridiculous. She's like, I went to school for fucking years. They had this clown just all yeah. my face wagging up, busting inside, and, and my dick being hard, like your gas station dick pills. Like, She's like, hey, her hold on. Like, you can't be hating on gas station dick pills because that shit worked. I'm <laughs> Rhino three thousand. If you take a Rhino three thousand changes lives. Yeah, goddamn, also changes, you respect. Also changes your heart, so probably don't take those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you, it lasts more than four hours, see a, do- seek a doctor. Huh? Yeah, you gotta seek a doctor. You can't. You can't question a vaccine if you're thinking that. Hmm, I'm at a shell station right now. This looks like a good spot to get some medicine for my dick. Yeah. <laughs> so, damn. <laughs> It's necessary. Oh Over the counter. Um, oh no, God. but yeah, I, I, listen, I, whenever it becomes available to the, 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 the peasants, you know, that are on uh, previous generation consoles, um, <laughs> I hope, I hope, uh, I hope more people can, you know, can get it, gain, gain access to it. Uh, the more, the better. Uh, we are in dire straits from a healthcare standpoint and economically. The, there's, I've mentioned this way back in March, but there are basically runs on hospitals now. They're out of ICU beds, goddammit, um, all over the fucking country. So uh, we we need this to work. We need it to be effective. And I'm glad that uh, we have a few options. And um, I can't wait to have more people getting it after the frontline folks who are in the ICUs doing, doing health care and obviously, you know, police and fire and whatnot getting it first so more power to them if anybody comes up to me and call it the fucking trump vaccine i'm kicking you the goddamn nuts (laughs) (laughs) like that motherfucker had nothing to do with the shit that's going on other than the fucking dev told me it's a fucking well people will say like oh well you know he had deregulation it's like i'm not deregulation isn't great 
You know what I mean? It's like, would you drive a car that had no safety regulations on it? No. I'm like, seriously, you wouldn't. Um, and this is where people are skeptical of the vaccines. Because, like, yeah, they seem to be effective right now. And I hope that they continue to be effective. Let me be clear. I'm not some fucking crazy hater on Trump. I don't want people to die from his mistake. Just to be like, oh, look at him. He fucking made him. No, I'm not like that. All right. I want these to be effective vaccines. But at the same time, it's on a very short time frame. And um, there could be some issues there. But it's also, um, when you talk about technology, technology changes over time. No single politician is going to change that um, unless they are against technology. Um, yeah. But technology is naturally, it speeds up over time. And unless you can tell me that the, uh, the Trump campaign dumped in, you know, extra funds into mRNA, you know, um, research, then if, if, unless he did that, then I don't really give a shit. Like, yeah, he might have made it so it's a little bit easier to get it through faster, but it's also, there's risk there. So please recognize the risk, you know, versus rewards when it comes to, like, deregulation. I think people don't yeah. understand that. Like, if you deregulate shit, there's danger there. Yeah. Especially with food and drug. I mean, yeah. come on now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we shit without our fucking, that went through just regulation. I mean, look at Oxycontin. Yeah. How many people have died from Oxycontin? And that was with regulation. I'll take you this, take you here. Fucking our spinach and strawberries. I mean, how many recalls? Every fucking yeah. month or two in normal times. Yeah, you would hear about lettuce. Uh, oh, by the way, if you bought a pineapple at Costco within the last six weeks, uh, throw that shit away. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's with regulation. So, you know, you, you want people to feel safe with food and drugs and with transportation and vehicles, all that stuff. Like, I don't want people dying. <laughs> you know, it's never, yeah. it's not the hot shit. Well, people are you know just, I mean? they're, they're frivolous with human life, you know, today. Yeah. Like, they don't, unless it affects them directly, they don't give a shit. They don't give a shit that one out of a thousand people in America have died from COVID-19. Yep. One out of a thousand. That's a lot of fucking people. Like, yep. yeah, you might say the percentages are so small, but that's still... That's over 330,000 people that have died in America from the same fucking thing. Like, if this is a if this is a terrorist event, holy shit, <laughs> they won by a lot yeah. fucking landslide. We couldn't even fight yeah. back. Yeah, that there, there's a lot of cities in this country much smaller than the death toll, and we are not at a full year. There are Go fucking ahead. states that are smaller than that. Entire <laughs> states. Yeah. It, it's crazy because like. That number 45, he keeps trumpeted as the, the, the fucking China virus. Like, he literally was, like, on TV recently and was like, oh, yeah, we're going to we're gonna defeat this China virus. It's like, dude, it's not, it's, it's a fucking human virus. We're all going to fucking die from it. Like, come on, dude. Like, you got to stop this shit. Mm-hmm. Even though uh, you're going to, you're, you're out of here in a couple of months. Shit, I had a look. So, so it's, I had a look. It's not, not, a, not an entire state because Wyoming is our smallest state. And it's 578,000 people. Before this is over, you'll be right, though. Yeah, I will be, yeah. It's it, it's, <laughs> it's half. It's more than half of, uh, of our smallest state. So, yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's that's what's so crazy about these, these times. But uh, here's the thing, too. I'll, I will say, just on a positive note, I'm, I'm really thankful for science. I'm really thankful for all these hardworking scientists that, that put in this fucking time doing this. And I'm just... Uh, man, I just, I want some fucking normalcy back to back to life, but I'm not gonna be like, 
Kirk Cameron and his shittiness just out there fucking <laughs> singing Christmas carols or, or gathering in large-ass groups for no fucking reason just to prove some shitty-ass fucking point, man. I mean, like, try to keep distance. I will Negro Domus for all of you. L- listen to this podcast. I'll Negro Domus for you. Between uh, January 10th and January 15th, we're going to see a fucking another huge spike of deaths and a huge spike of mm-hmm. cases again. Because people are tra- there's over a million people are traveling right now in America. What the fuck is wrong with you? You can miss a single fucking Christmas. One fucking year. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. It, 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 missing this year of any kind of holiday will make next year even greater. Like, once this is over and stuff like that, like, next year you can hug that person just a little bit tighter. You can kiss your family members a little, just a, little bit, a couple more times. Like, come on. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you this right now, y'all. Let's just say, hopefully, by August 2021, we got 80%, 75%, whatever that great percentage is that has been vaccinated with both doses, both uh, dosages. Man, it's time to fucking party. I'm going to be out. I'm going to be drinking. I'm going to be smoking. Dick pills on me. Let's go. Yeah. The roaring roaring 20s swing back around again. Yeah. Next year for the New Year's, so this all this coronavirus shit is over, and I mean, you know, the screen is not going to have the kid, but man, I'm going to get a babysitter, man, <laughs> babysitter. Well, you know what's crazy? So I'm, last week, ask for so much fucking money, but they're going to fucking get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last week I talked about how you know I was gonna I was gonna rent out a movie theater for for KMAC, but guess what? I had to email them, be like, listen, these the COVID nineteen numbers are, are on the fucking rise. I don't know if you guys are still open. Keep keep my deposit, but we need to push it back. It needs to be kind of fucking fluid because I don't know um, yeah. when these numbers are going to come back down again. So they were like, okay, it's cool. You know, we'll push it back. Just let us know. Um, and also, I was supposed to get t- yesterday my oldest daughter. Um, she was supposed to get a tattoo. And I was like, nah, like, Wait, you got to stop. Yeah, she, I mean, she's 18 now. So. I know. What, what was she going to get a tattoo? I'm, I'm just curious. Oh, it's like a really cool, like, nerdy Triforce symbol with like mm, okay Zelda. yeah with like lord of the rings and a color a couple other things in there um but yeah we she had found her own artist and i was gonna pay for it and um we had to cancel i was like listen like i'm sorry but like these numbers are going up like i showed her the graph yeah. and i was like we're at 12 percent capacity with icu beds here in california in, in this general area and it's like we, we can't we can't go out there. Like we're going out anyway, but it's like I'm, I'm sorry, but you, you can't get a tattoo. Right? You, should, you should do it yourself to, to do the whole fucking prison style. Just get a fucking needle. <laughs> no, it's got. You, you got to get a pen and like fucking set it on fire and shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my God! Yeah. Hopefully, some short-term sacrifices. If everybody can just hang in there, it's going to be good times later on. Hopefully, but yeah. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. Well, Anything else on the virus? Yeah. What? Oh, go ahead. Be then be. Should Sorry. Be th- I was asking. If, I was asking if we had any be then be. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'll check Twitter, but I, I don't think we do. But I will check real quick though. There's a question on here. I'm not sure if we answered it or not. Um, it was who who you got to win a fight between Superman and Homelander? Did we do that one? <laughs> Um, I don't know. I think uh, we it, did. It, it, I, it's Superman by Qu- Country Mile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Su- Superman handed that ass to him. 
Yeah, yeah, I think it's a man with home. Oh, wait, no. You we... had a question about, like, traditions or something. Yeah, he did. He said, uh, this is seven hours ago. So Okay, what did he say? He said, hope you and your family are having a great Christmas. Stay safe. Uh, what Christmas traditions do you do with your family? On Christmas Eve, we have a takeaway meal uh, and watch Die Hard, which is fucking fantastic. Great, great Christmas <laughs> movie. Um, and on Chris and on Christmas Day, after we dine, we hide five gifts for the kids to hunt them. So it's like a, a hunt. That's pretty cool. It's a cool mm-hmm. tradition. Cool. Yeah. Um, nice. What do, what are you guys' Christmas traditions? So, I know for me, like back when I was a kid, for tr- Christmas tradition, like on Christmas Eve, we're allowed to open one gift. Yeah, that's what I used to do. Mm. And that was it. And you can open the gift until the next day. But I was listening, I was listening to a, a radio station or a podcast where some people, they don't do that. They don't understand, like, why would you let somebody open a gift on Christmas Eve? And I was like, I, mean, I, just, I just thought it was interesting. Like, like, maybe some, I guess maybe it's like a black person tradition or something like that. But like, yeah, we open one gift Christmas Eve. And then Christmas Day, you open up the rest of the gift, and that was it. But I guess a lot of people they they do like trips and stuff like that, so they don't have time to open all the Christmas gifts on Christmas Eve. But as far as food goes, because I'm a, I'm like I'm a fucking foodie. Um, usually my mom will cook like a, a ham dinner, and like it's usually a ham dinner, but it's basically Thanksgiving without the turkey and ham instead. <laughs> yep, yep. What about yeah. you guys? Uh, usually my mom's house for uh, Christmas Eve, we're yeah. just going to do a, a cameo uh, this year, at least for me. Uh, and then ham ham is definitely on the Christmas dinner meal list. What we tried to do, and we haven't done it like the last four or five years, I actually like to uh, go to the beach really quickly, even though it's usually wet and whatnot, and just kind of see the ocean on Christmas Day morning. But uh, if it's raining too crazy, I'm not going to do that. And obviously during pandemic, uh, probably not going this year. What you guys got? So far. um go ahead. Yeah, that I thought I started. Wait. Well, uh, potentially, I guess, uh, Christmas this year or something here. Um, but normally, uh, I mean, obviously, this is the first Christmas with the new family that I've sort of we we created, so we can sort of create our own traditions. So that that part's kind of pretty cool. Um, I plan on just wake it or letting storm wake up and seeing just presents overflowing from the fucking tree and i'm sure she's going to be more excited about the actual wrapping paper and crinkling it up in her hands or whatever yeah. rather than actually the gifts inside so that's going to be hilarious to see i'm just going to like uh record the whole yeah i'm just going to record the whole process uh my parents used to like record uh on like vhs uh us going through the christmas gifts and stuff uh and I actually have a couple of the, the VHS tapes in my garage that are pretty cool. To you guys have money. That's watch, great. You find out a lot of things as you get older about how, how much you had and you didn't have. Because uh, that area of Fremont wasn't the, the nice area of Fremont. Or whatever. The, the south end of Fremont is the, the extremely nice end of Fremont. Um, but I'll probably just try to record the whole entire process of her just going through the, the fucking presents and stuff like that. And then obviously just setting out uh, cookies and, and milk or something. But I have to figure out something because I don't drink milk. 
really, so I'm <laughs> gonna maybe try to do some chocolate milk and uh, pretend like I'm gonna drink chocolate milk. milk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah something like that. But uh, you know, that's pretty much all I got going on. And then obviously the traditional meal. Uh, I was gonna say it's the same as uh, I guess most of us do the same thing. It's just one gift on Christmas Eve. Uh, usually for us, we do it after dinner. So after dinner, Christmas Eve, you're allowed to pick one weapon, or I'm sorry, one, one gift. <laughs> one gift, and then you're able I'll to unwrap it good. that night. Dildo uh, weapon? And then you gotta wait. <laughs> uh, yeah, just like Cyberpunk. And then kill your family with uh, Christmas Day. Um, but yeah, it's usually just the thing, just uh, one gift. I mean, usually Christmas dinner is pretty much like almost exactly like thanksgiving at our spot including the turkey so <clears throat> it's usually pretty crazy but it's mainly been that whole one gifting like you the ones that you have under the tree you pick that one usually the biggest one you're like oh that's one i'm gonna open christmas eve or whatnot and then christmas day there's like double the amount if not or at least a handful of more so it usually works out that way Thomas, what you got I mean, obviously, you know, me and Prodigy were in the same family. Um, we shared the same tradition because I would go to your mom's place for um, Christmas Eve. But um, there was a period of time where I wasn't in the Bay Area. And so I had a vastly different tradition for, you know, the holidays, especially, uh, you know, Thanksgiving and, uh, and Christmas and actually New Year's, too. So I, I would actually make fucking tamales. Because <laughs> oh, nice. oh, my, my best friend in the Marine Corps, they were the Menas, and obviously they were of Mexican descent. And we would, I would go to like his parents' place in uh, Arizona, or even at their place when, when they lived in uh, Fallbrook, which is in SoCal. And we would uh, get some masa and you know make tamales. So it was just like for me, for like a solid, goddamn, I wouldn't say probably wasn't ten years, but it was for a while, probably at least at least five years, probably more mm-hmm. than that. That was my tradition, was like making tamales with them and and staying up all night drinking. The kids would go to bed and we would just keep partying and stuff. And then every now and again in the morning we'd have menudo. So, yeah. <laughs> it, it, I, I have this theory. It is impossible to make like a just a handful of tamales. You have to make hundreds. Oh, or yeah. Or you don't yeah. make it. You make enough to basically feed your, your, your fucking neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, doesn't That's it take like, like hours? It takes hours too, doesn't it? it takes like four hours or something. Uh, it, it basically it, you basically make a um, like a what do they call it? Like a a line. Mm-hmm. And, assembly line. Yeah, an assembly line of like so you have somebody that's like you know getting like getting the masa out. You have somebody else that's like getting the uh, whatever ingredients are going to go inside the tamale. And then the person's gonna fold it and then put it in the the corn husk and then somebody tosses it in, you know, to, to cook so, or to just freeze. I, yeah. When I make a super thick pie, I basically have like a assembly line going now. So like I have like I have I have soup potatoes boiling on the pot. I have soup potatoes that I'm currently like working on to fit at, to create the the pie filling, and I also have soup potato pies that are actually in the oven. So like it's like yeah, I'm cooking. I'm making, they're baking. It's like a continuous fucking cycle. Like, it's yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. It's... But like for for me and uh, the students and I, like, we are expecting our first kid. And I was actually thinking about this earlier. I'm like, 
what fucking vision am I gonna like lay down for my kid? Like, like the whole first gift, Christmas Eve, you get up on one fucking present. But then like, you know, what tradition does she have? Like, what are we gonna do with like the family? Like, are we gonna try to do some cool, like, cause, cause there, like, we grew up, like when I grew up as a kid, like we had stockings and stuff like that too. And the stockings had gifts in there as well. It's like, okay, like how does that gonna hold, that whole thing play out and like, it's 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 it, it's interesting how you're gonna tell your kid about Christmas. Mm-hmm. I know Stitch is in the same fucking ballpark right now. I mean, Prodigy were here and and uh, Kronos you were at the same fucking boat. But like, I'm trying to figure out how to like, am I gonna tell my kid about Santa Claus? <laughs> and, and when am I gonna break to the news that Santa Claus isn't real? Because I remember as being a kid, like I don't remember. Thinking Santa Claus was real, I remember him being somebody who would do stuff. Yeah. But I don't remember him being like, okay, this is where all my gifts are coming from. But as a kid, I just remember like, okay, this gift came from my mom, this gift came from my uncle, and blah blah blah. blah. Like, nothing. I never had a gift that said from Santa Claus. Yeah, and I I lost. Go ahead. Well, me and K-Mac talked about, it and I was like, I don't want to believe Santa Claus, like this fucking bullshit. And I lost that battle, I guess, because. She goes to school and they talk about Santa Claus. She's like, "Oh, Daddy, Santa!" I'm like, "Do I just crush her dreams now when it's early, or, or what?" Because, but K-Mac wanted to push the whole Santa Claus. I'm like, "We're both fucking atheists. Why are we? Why are we telling our kid fucking <laughs> make believe bullshit? Like for real?" <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm gonna just say this. Uh, I'm not letting Santa take any fucking credit. In yeah, my house I bought them for shits that I paid money for. Like, th- yeah, that just didn't happen, and. What you do need to be aware of is um, your kid in, like, let's say preschool may be the one to ruin other kids' yeah. <laughs> Santa Claus uh, stuff. So I had to kind of really tell my, especially my son, Fuck them kids, hey, bro. just because you don't believe in them, don't be an asshole telling other kids that motherfucker ain't real. <laughs> no, fuck them kids. <laughs> and a kid Skywalker them fucking kids. <laughs> oh, wait, no, wait, you don't want that. That's terrible. Um, we got another bees and BTIs from the chat. We did from a uh, wire filler. It, his question was, uh, "What's the most rewatchable show uh, during Christmas?" But he listed three movies, so. Hmm. I don't know if he meant show or movie. Uh, I don't know if he's still in the chat. I, I didn't double check, but um, movie-wise, I mean, most of us probably watch the same Christmas movies like every year or something thereof, right? Well, let's let's stick to like his actual. He, if he's talking about shows, let's let's talk about shows this year that are rewatchable. Okay. Um, the most rewatchable for me um, is probably. Well, shit. I mean, uh, well, there's shows to me that didn't come out this year, but I still want to re- to watch them again. Is Cobra Kai because that that show is fucking awesome. Uh, the Queen's Gambit, the Queen's Gambit is also really good. Uh, Mando is obviously fantastic. I think that's really worth rewatching, especially with the amount of. Uh, uh, no, I was gonna say golden <laughs> eggplants, but it's uh, Jesus Christ. Oh, I've been drinking too much. <laughs> Just like secrets in there, yeah, um, lore, yeah, lore. But no, it's like a golden. What do they call them? Easter eggs. Jesus Christ! Someone about eggs. Easter eggs. A whole bunch of Easter eggs in that show that I, I need to understand probably a little bit more of. So yeah, those are my those are my three. What you got, old ninja? For shows, um, 
Definitely, I mean, this year, definitely Mandalorian for sure, because uh, a lot of the Easter eggs are stuff that I've seen from, like, you know, the fandom from years ago. So seeing it come live action has been really, 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 like, a dream come true for, like, a lot of fans, including myself. Um, the boys is that I mean, even though it's like graphic and stuff and everybody cherry, it's still rewatchable like today. Like you could start over and be like, damn, I remember this happened. And there are certain things in the show that they also drop Easter eggs as well, especially if you're a fan of the comic, from what I understand. But uh, it's it's still worth watching this second time through. And then there's a show that's out now that uh i've none of us have watched i guess for me but it's definitely rewatchable it's called a teacher this if none of us have watched kinda... it have you not watched it no i've watched it I, oh you I said none it. of us I've have watched, watched it. it all right i was like very confused said, no I'm, none of us except for myself is okay okay uh but yeah i've watched i'm current because it's still airing now the the last episode the season finale will be out next monday it's on hulu right now it deals with some very kind of messed up subject matter, but I think it's been doing dealing with it in a very respectful way. Wait a minute, um, is the FBI going to come to your house again, old ninja? What do you mean again? They come to your house more. You than know me. what you I did, bro. You know what you did. No, I mean the show is on Hulu. It's basically about. It's like a a show that's inspired by a lot of real life experiences for a lot of people. Um, the woman that directed the movie and created the show, it's based off some of her life experience. So it's very interesting to watch and see how things transpire because it takes place during 2014. It's basically a teacher has an affair with one of her students, but it shows the the beginning of it and how it like starts and how like the rest of the world falls apart because of what's going on and how it really affects their lives and i think the fact that they picked a male victim because he is a victim and they show how it affects the rest of his life like a lot of people kind of glorify like if you're a high school kid and you nail the hot teacher you're kind of given like clout you're given props but in real life it will affect you and it shows that in the show and the show is only half an hour long 24 minutes on YouTube, and it's very, I think it's very poignant, very informative, and it's done things in a very interesting way. Okay. So, uh, so I've literally shown it to three different people. I'm like, you need to watch the show. And they're like, I don't know about this. This looks weird. And they watch it like, oh my God. And they can't stop watching. So, how's this Christmas related? And I'll have a Christmas day. <laughs> I thought it was Yes. Uh, Blue, Blue, you got any that you uh, rewatch? I think the question was a rewatch on in for Christmas time, right? Uh, yeah, I would oh. say. Oh, I, shit! I fucked that all up then. Yeah, I is mean, it, is it Christmas shows or is it like? He just says most rewatchable shows, and then or yeah. uh, so I was like, what? He said during Christmas time, but then he lists three movies. So I was like, okay. what? <laughs> I'm like, okay, so for, sure. For TV shows, I would say. If you haven't watched it at all, you should go back and watch, um, was it Fringe? Fringe oh, was my God. God. Fringe was so good. Fringe was a fucking shit. Fringe was a great show. And especially, it, it probably had one of the greatest season finales ever. Like, they really tied everything together and tied it up in a fucking night for a bowl. 
Um, I would also say go back and watch Sliders. Sliders was a good series too. It's like fucking what like a ninety show, but it, it's really good up to a certain point. Then it just kind of gets kind of ridiculous. But like once you get to that ridiculous part, it's pretty fucking cool. Um, for Christmas movies, um, I actually stumbled across a show or a movie on Netflix called Klaus, where it's about oh yeah you know how Klaus kind of got his like image and his whole like persona and like the whole lore for Santa, for Santa Claus. I thought it was pretty good. Um, it's basically about a mailman who like gets stranded on this not stranded on an island, but he's forced to deliver mail on this island, and that's where he runs to like who would be Santa Claus, which is kind of cool. Um, and also the uh, there's a series on Netflix called um, it's a Santa Claus Chronicles. I watched the first, the, last year they have, the first one came out last year, but then they had like a follow-up on the second year. The first one is so much better than the second one, just because the second one they have like a, an evil elf that kind of fell out of place, and the evil elf is um, the kid with the firepower from Deadpool 2, I think. Deadpool 2? Yeah, from Deadpool 2, and it was like, uh, it was kind of a little bit of bad acting, but like, you know, the, the heart and feelings were there, and plus they brought back like the original Santa Claus, um, with, um, oh, okay, what's the guy's name? The good looking dude from the Dirty, not Dirty Nasty movies, but, uh, oh, I can't remember his name, but he, he, he's also married to Susan Swint, so Susan Sarandon. Oh, Tim, uh, Tim Robbins. No, not him. Yeah, he's married to Who's the, who's the lady that did the whole lake press thingy? The what? Didn't Susan Sarandon, she, didn't she have like the, the lake press? Oh, oh Susan are you Summers. Susan, yeah, Suzanne Summers. Summers? Yeah, Suzanne Summers, yes. Okay. <laughs> I got no idea. Patrick Swayze been dead, man. Yeah, he, he been dead. <laughs> Yeah. Right, Hold on. Up. Can we rewind the fact that Blue just described a dude as a good-looking dude? I mean, I mean, Patrick Swayze was a good-looking dude. We gotta admit that. Yeah. <laughs> and he can fight. He can fight. Well, it looked like he could fight. Roadhouse. In the movies. In the movies. Yeah, in the I, movies, I said it looked like he could I mean, fight. I could. I almost made a really fucked up joke, but I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> on Patrick Swayze. It, yeah, well, yeah. it had to do with fighting and cancer, so I'm not gonna do it. Oh. <laughs> so I, was, I, was, I, was, I got my white people He kept so, smoking uh, them cigarettes though, so I mean can I I he kept smoking. And that's that's the reason why he died. So mm, there you go. So yeah, so I got my I got my, my white people confused. So Kurt Russell plays Santa Claus and Goldie Hahn plays his wife. Oh, you sure did get your white folks crushed. Yeah. But it, it's a pretty good series movie franchise on netflix it's, it's, it's fun to watch he plays like a badass kind of rocker type santa claus and it, they do a pretty good job but the the second one it was decent but it was a hit or miss stitch what you got uh i mean i don't really have anything i watched that's heavily christmas related that i really watched over and over again i mean i i'll if Something's on TV. I'll stop and I'll watch it. Like like Gremlins. I love I love watching Gremlins or whatever during Christmas time. Uh, other than that, I mean, I don't really have too much that I, I'm just like, oh, it's Christmas time. Let me pop it in and, and rewatch it or whatever. So it's all good. I guess that's just me. 
No, I, I'm very much similar to you, uh, Stitch, except for uh, if I see Trading Spaces on, I'll, I'll definitely watch that one because it has this kind yeah. of... That, that's, it, it just, I just love that one with Eddie Murphy and, and Jamie Lee Curtis and Dan Aykroyd. Uh, the, the other one, obviously, A Christmas Carol, uh, you know, was really, really good. These are movies, I get it, but I don't have one for shows uh, per se. You know? Yeah. I mean, we all we're all watching Die Hard, right? Oh, and Die Hard. Yeah. Already watched it. Die yeah. yeah, yeah, Die Hard. Oh, I heard, I heard. I haven't seen it, but I heard even though it's still semi horror related too, the thing is supposed to be a Christmas movie too. Really? What? Just the they're stuck in the Antarctic, so I. I, don't I heard know. it during Christmas time. I don't know. Uh, maybe. I mean, uh, I watched Scrooge. A lot. Oh, that's Scrooge. so good. Yeah, yeah Scrooge. Underrated. And then uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I definitely yeah. that yeah. one I gotta watch. That one's hilarious. That's still a classic. Oh, Home Alone. Home Alone. I, I watched it go. today. Yeah, I was gonna mention that. <laughs> so, funny story about the Home Alone franchise. Like, the Sweetness did not know there was a Home Alone 1. What? what? Like, she, her, she thought I saw it with two? The first version of Home Alone she watched was the second one in New York. But it's well, called. But so it says Home Alone. She's younger than us, and when she came to, like, she was born in Mexico. Oh. So but when it says Home Alone two. came out, when Home Alone so it's Dose then. Out, so it's Home Alone Dose. She got that right, or? Yeah, <laughs> it, it's just it's interesting, like, cause we were watching the first. She's like, oh, I don't watch Home Alone. I watch Home Alone. We watched the first one. I'm. Mean, she's like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, this is Home Alone. She's like, I don't remember this. And then you watch the second one, she's like, okay, this is the one I know of. I'm wow. like, wait. <laughs> it's cultural differences. That's hilarious, though. Like, it, what's funny is that once you travel enough, you notice that, like, the rest of the world is behind by either months or years with, like, American mm -hmm. pop culture. Because, like, mm -hmm. even countries that hate America, they still love American pop culture. And so, but, and they still consume it, like, ravenously. But they'll be like months to years behind on our pop culture. It's hilarious. Yeah, I, I love the whole um, '90s dance songs that become popular in Europe 20 years later. Yeah, yeah. Or like, what was that guy's name? Devil Hasselhoff. Yeah, he's popular in Germany. It's like that yep. guy really. Mm -hmm. He he timbers off the floors. Uh, he does. He fucking does. All right, guys, let's round this up. Goddamn it. Uh, what y'all got populating this? Just a quick thing. So, Home Alone came out in 1992. Um, the sweetness was five. <laughs> oh, what? She was five. But then again, I was, well, I don't want to go my age. Yeah, <laughs> you would all. Why are you so old? We all want her. All right. Uh, Blue, what you got popping this week? Well, Christmas is Friday. So, Merry Christmas and Feliz Navidad and Happy Kwanzaa and um, Dreidel, Dreidel, Dreidel. I made you out of clay. What <laughs> <laughs> do they do for, for Jewish people? But um, no, I'm not doing much. Um, you know, we're starting to set up. We're starting to ready for Baby Blue to come. Um, like I've I've fed the car seat in my car. Like the car seat is officially in my car, so I got like all strapped down and stuff like that. Like, I literally had to watch a, I watched a video of how to install in my car, but it's so funny because, like, <laughs> I remember being, like, being younger, like, you know, the car seat goes in the car, and you gotta take the seat belt and, like, loop it over the car seat and go to the other end and, like, strap it in, and you gotta, like, make sure that shit's tight. But, like, a lot of modern cars now, they have, like, a little fucking bar clip that you just fucking mm -hmm. clip it in there yeah. and just yank the fucking cord as far, as hard as you can to make sure that it doesn't move. 
But it was funny because when I was installing it, other videos, I watched like three different videos, and every video the person's like, oh, you got you put your foot on the fucking the base and you tug on the string or the the, the pull cord. You use your knees. That's like, what I did. <laughs> huh? I use my knees. Well, so. I, like I have an SUV and I was like, okay, I, I can't do that shit in my SUV. I can just stand in there and just fucking put my foot there. I was like, holy shit, like there's no room for me to do this. So I had to like actually use my knee like Conan said and like put my knee down and fucking yank on it. So it's in there pretty secure, but like um, we we have, so we're gonna have a, um, a side sleeper. So that came yesterday and I gotta set that up. But like, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of hitting me harder because it's like, okay, now there's all this baby stuff that's set up in my house. I'm like, holy shit, there's no kid here, but there's all this baby shit happening. Like, yep. holy shit, this, this shit's fucking really happening. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's kind of cool. I mean, I'm pretty sure Stitch probably had this. No, you had your daughter in January, so you didn't have this. February. Oh, in February, she was, yeah. She was, yeah, she was born, and then literally, like, a month later is when the world got locked down. Pretty much March 11th. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we're just we're just preparing for a baby blue to come. Um, uh, I have my mom's coming over tomorrow. She's she's gonna drop us uh, some gifts for the kid. Um, well, other than that, just I feel like there's something big that's happened this weekend. Oh, uh, <laughs> we're not really like, we're gonna do a drive. So if you're not a fan or you, if you're not signed up, there's an app or a site called uh, Next door yeah and it's a it's a service it's a it's basically like a inner community chat board basically a forum and one thing they do on there that's kind of cool they have like uh where you can go to see christmas lights so if you have christmas lights up in your house you can you can say like oh hey i have christmas lights so if you're a part of that network you can go on to you can look at the cheer map and you can look and see like who has christmas lights up and so you can drive around the neighborhood to see who has christmas lights so we're gonna do that probably on Saturday, um, and I think that's about. Oh, I've also been playing Sackboy on PlayStation Five. I'm a big fan of the whole uh, Little Big Planet franchise. You're a fan of Sax. I'm a little bit disappointed with the whole Sackboy <laughs> game. It's more like I feel like I'm playing like an old school like Mario's High Schooler game. I mean, it's still pretty fun, but like, there's a scene, there's a there's a there's a part in the game where you're pulling like beads out of the ground and it's almost like you're pulling out butt beads out of fucking somebody's butthole because even when you're pulling out like they're popping like the little balls and points are popping out like, I'm like oh shit that's oh, bad. like what the fuck that's all kind of crazy but um I don't know I'm, the, the one thing that was cool about Little Big Planet is that you can kind of be creative with creating your character like like the game came with limitations, but people were able to take those limitations and kind of customize their character, which was kind of fucking fun about the whole Little Big Planet franchise. But um, I don't know. It's it's decent. It's not a a triple A like title type game. It's no fucking Spider-Man Miles Morales, but no, nah, I'm still playing it and having a good time. So more anal beads. Chronos, uh, Chronos, what you got? Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, doing another Christmas. It's good that I that I survived COVID nineteen, even though it's not hard. I stayed the fuck at home and I wore a mask. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, Christmas is interesting because as you get older and you have kids, um, it becomes more about your children, right, than than you. 
So I like to see the looks on my kids' faces when I give them presents. It's way less about what the fuck I'm going to get because I don't really expect much. Um, if I get something cool, it's like a definite bonus, but it's definitely about the about the kids, which is which is cool. It's the season of giving, right? But not viruses. All right, just presents. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And... Uh, I'm looking forward to my fucking bonus that I got from my job <laughs> after uh, after the new year. I actually, I guess, right on the new year, the day before the new year, is my next paycheck. So that's cool. Yeah, that's all I got. Old oh, Ninja, what you got? Uh, so it's like uh, Blue said, it's uh, Christmas, Hansa, Quantica, uh, <laughs> the next couple days. Uh, actually, on Friday. Um, I'm going to see some family just very briefly because I, I got to go out of town really quick. I'm not going very far, but I'm only going to be there for like a day and a half or yeah, like a day and a half just to pop in and pop out. And then uh, it's like it's like Cronus was saying, because I, I don't have any children, but I have a niece and I really wanted to get her stuff that I know that she'd be excited about. And it's kind of hard because I don't see her that often, but I, I'm hoping that I she's you know content with things that a 10 year old girl would be happy with so um usually she's pretty happy with what the stuff that she gets um i haven't seen her be disappointed in anything yet um usually i get her stuff for her switch and she's pretty happy about that and leave it at that but i got her some stuff that i'm hoping will benefit her um you know like her schooling or you know basically her knowledge of the world in general general so I'm, I'm hoping for that. I'm happy for that. So I'm going to see family and whatnot. Um, I'm still going to try to play more cyberpunk, actually. I Kronos brought up the fact that I totally forgot that I'm still in the prologue and I haven't seen the title screen yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've probably put in three or four hours into the fucking game already. So I'm like, holy shit, that's right. I haven't seen the fucking title screen. So um, I'm going to play that. Uh, Stitch brought up that Modern Warfare and the Cold War, Cold War um, Call of Duty games are kind of merged, kind of, sort of, and they have like a new event. I haven't even started it, but I, I have it installed. So I might try to check that out in the next, maybe on Saturday, maybe tonight, we'll see. Um, probably going to watch, I'm definitely watching Wonder Woman either like uh, Christmas Eve or sometime during Christmas Day. Uh, that's a must watch for me so we can talk about it on next week hopefully and uh, other than that just gonna try to chill relax drink some hot cocoa and some hot apple cider chill that's it Sis, what you got quick 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 thing that um only the uh kind of touched on with one, one cool thing about kipo on netflix is that they're fucking credit scene uh, not the credit but the opening credits it's pretty fucking dope all right. Good, good yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to check this out. Y'all been talking about this for like a week and a half. So I'm like, what the fuck? One okay. of us. One of us. Stitch, <laughs> uh, uh, what you got? Uh, we're going to do some gaming, uh, play some Modern Warfare, uh, see what's going on with Ghost and everything. Um, obviously, Wonder Woman 84, I'm going to check that out uh, probably as soon as it drops and everything. Um, Thanksgiving, I mean, I'm sorry, Christmas dinner, all that good stuff. Uh, recently, I watched uh, the newest season of Manhunt on um, Netflix. The first season oh. was about like the 
the whole Unabomber uh, bombing, and I, I think I talked about it a little bit on here, but I can't remember fully. But uh, it's really interesting to see how all these things like played out. I mean, obviously it's, it's a little bit drama, drama, dramatized for for TV or and everything. But uh, even when I went back and some stuff that I was like, wait a minute, did that actually really happened. I, I checked and I was like, holy shit! Like for this season, it's about the uh, Olympic Park bombing in 1996 that happened in Atlanta. Oh Georgia. shit! And I completely, I mean, I I remember it, but it, I don't, it just doesn't seem like it was as, I guess, widely talked about at the time. Yeah. Like when it, when it happened, like, I, I don't really, it, it was sort of weird. Maybe it was a weird time. I mean, I was a teenager at the time, so maybe I just was concerned with, with fucking liking girls and stuff like that more so than fucking world events and, and a bombing that happened. Uh, Stitch, like so you you gotta watch the film, uh, uh, Clint Eastwood's film about the bombing. Um, it's uh, Richard Jewell. Yeah, it's yes, actually pretty that's intense. That's what I was gonna Richard, get to. Yeah, Richard yeah, Jewell, Rick, he's the guy. Yeah, it was, yeah it was uh, what I forgot about that was the person that actually discovered the bomb, he was a park security guy. The FBI completely threw him under the bus and yep. blamed him for the entire fucking thing. And stuff in the uh, Atlanta Constitutional Journal, Atlanta Constitutional Journal, which is like their Atlanta Journal Constitution. Yeah, there you go. They AJC. completely blamed. Yeah, they blamed him for it. They never issued a retraction or an apology for it. What's he up? threatened to sue, and they they completely just sort of stonewalled him and never issued an apology. All these other reputable news organizations like apologized. He won all these like like civil lawsuits for like defamation except from from them and everything so what this whole thing goes through is that whole, it's like a 10 episode run it goes from the discovery of the bomb to the whole manhunt of uh, eric rudolph and it does a real good job of explaining what's going on in jewel's life the reporter who pretty much threw, threw jewel under the bus and uh how they ended up capturing the person out in the woods in like fucking uh tennessee or, or north carolina or whatever they ended up finding him at and uh, one of the craziest things in the movie was like the FBI people, and it's not really a spoiler that'll mess up the whole story, but they're in it. They go to find Rudolph's family and interview him in Florida. And his family's like one of these crazy religious, like overly religious persons, like, oh, he did it for God and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and people are, are murdering babies because he ended up bombing like abortion clinics. Whoa. And in the, in the show, the, the brother for Rudolph is like all pissed off at the FBI. So he's like, no, screw you guys. I would, I, I, he should bomb the FBI. And so the FBI agents that are interviewing him and the mom are like, they pull out their guns and are like, well, where, where are you going? So they chase him in the room and they go into the room and they show him with a circular saw and he saws off his fucking hand. What the like, fuck? I'm like, what? The, I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This didn't fucking happen, did it? So I pause it, I go on Wikipedia and everything, and sure enough, the fucking brother did cut off his own fucking hand in protest and like gave it or like, or he didn't do it in front of the FBI agents or whatever, but he sort of videotaped him cutting off his own hand or whatever in sort of protest about the FBI infringing on, on their rights and all kinds of shit. They, it was reattached and all this shit like that, but I was like, 
Why would that's, you? Oh, At that moment, I, I was like, I thought this was supposed to be factual and shit like that. I was like, no way, this dude just cut off his fucking hand. Is people are fucking crazy? Whatever. And sure enough, he, yeah, he fucking did. And I was like, God damn. So it was really, really awesome to see and relive that whole stuff to learn about stuff that like yeah I was alive during at the time but I never really hold on so did he cut off his hand knew. and then cauterize it cause you cut off your hand you, you're gonna die of blood loss like they, they fucking <laughs> they, from what the wikipedia thing says it was successfully reattached or whatever but what he did fuck? cut off his hand <laughs> yeah that's fucking and crazy it, it was fucking apeshit bananas but it's a it's a really really good watch I highly recommend it um, and I'm looking forward to season three because it's it's tied in with season one with uh, Ted Kaczynski, and then season Ooh. two is, is Rudolph. So it's kind of it's a really cool series about how they go with these bombers and talk about their how they sort of develop and everything that that took place with how the crime occurred, their sort of manhunt and what what it is that they were fucking thinking. And it's not like a documentary; it's more like a, a drama sort of series, but it's pretty fucking good. Nice. Good shit. I'm glad you mentioned that. All right. Um, for, for me, I'm going to finish up a, a show that we talked about years and years ago, but I actually like the format for it better now, and that's The Expanse. Uh, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, on, yeah. it's on Amazon now, and the great thing is you got that awesome, I don't know how to pronounce her name, but you got that awesome uh, older Indian uh, oh, ambassador uh, woman. Shariah is yeah, Shariah is her last name. I can't, I can't pronounce her first name. Yeah, I, I want to be able to pronounce it just out of respect, but I love when this old woman uh, says "fuck." She just swears so much better on Amazon. Obviously, they couldn't get away with that on Sci-Fi Channel, but um, it, it's it's an incredible show. And so, uh, I, I'm finishing up season four, and now they have season five out. So I'm going to be smashing through that. Um, the the other, well, go ahead. You wanted to. I was going to say, yeah, she's she's in a lot of stuff, both. Like all over the place because she's in Mass Effect, she's in 24, she's in Blade, right? Yeah, uh, is she Blade? I don't know, but I don't know, she's just great, she's just great, she's great, yeah. Um, and then the other one, I'm gonna give you, I think, Old Ninja, you were the one that told me about this one, it took me a while to watch it, but uh, on HBO Max, they got that show Raised by Wolves. Oh, yeah, yes, (laughs) I tried to watch it with K Mac, and she was like, oh, well, can't watch it, I mean, because it's like kid deaths so she's something to that well, yeah so yeah here's the thing that got me the production value is just high as fuck like mm-hmm. this is an expensive pilot episode almost <laughs> on the movie quality level wait, and wait, i wait. guess it was ridley scott that put his fucking yeah. foot so, up in there so you've only seen the pilot i've is only seen the pilot that's yeah it. so the pilot is by ridley scott and it's like 90 minutes and then yeah all the other episodes are a full-on hour, and it, it just gets crazier and crazier. That and shit I t- is wild. I told the cast about it, and I said it was wild, and it, it, it kind of fucks with your head a little bit. And I was like, what the fuck? Is I, didn't, I, I wasn't ready for the violence. I wasn't yeah. ready for the androidness. I wasn't ready for the alien despair and all that. That shit is good. I'm, yeah. I'm going to try to finish off that entire season sometime before like the beginning of January. So it's uh, a, uh, it's what it's only like eight episodes. So yeah, so okay. I got like seven more. The first episode's on on YouTube, right? Is that the one where like there's a bunch of kids and like they're raped by androids? Yeah, Pretty much, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, just check check that one out. I I think it's a, it's going to be a Golden Eggplant nominee. And speaking of Golden Eggplants, we should have those in early January ready to go for y'all to vote on. And then lastly, I was going to say 
for for you, you privileged few that have the uh, the PS5. Uh, are, you you got to say it with the proper pronunciation. It's the PS5. Yeah, oh, god damn. This guy. Um, so if if y'all are still if y'all are looking for some things to play, are have any of y'all played DMC Five? They got a special edition version that came out for the five, I believe. Wait, what, what are you talking about? DMC Devil Five. Devil May Cry Five. No, 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 I haven't done it yet. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I liked it on the four of my peon, my peon console. But look, I, I'd love to see what you guys think of it from a graphical and uh, and fun standpoint on the five. If uh, you're looking for something to play, that's all I got. Uh, if you get the PS Five and you have a PlayStation Plus, like the the content that you get. Gameplay wise is worth fucking having all general because I've been playing um I've been playing Detroit and I, I've always wanted to play Detroit since they announced it at, at um, E3 and it's, that game is it's it's so much fucking fun I never I never picked it up just because it was like I don't know just I don't know why I picked it up but you know that you know that trip you know that one was that was free actually earlier this year yeah. blue on PS Plus. Sure Show words. I, I think I missed it then. Yeah. All good. Old Ninja, take us out, goddammit. All right. Uh, you just experienced Black and Black Times Infinity. <laughs> so, uh, so now we have a Discord up. So check us out with Bees and BTI. That's B T H A N B T I all over the internet. Uh, we got the Discord. We're on Radio Republic. We're on Spotify, Amazon. Uh, what was it? Gas stations? Are we in gas stations? In uh, pills? you can probably. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on SoundCloud. Uh, most of our, almost most of our content is on SoundCloud. Everything else you can find on YouTube. We go live every Wednesday night, eight thirty p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Uh, check us out on our official website, binheadproductions.com forward slash bnbti. Uh, we're also, uh, like I said, on Amazon, we actually have a little app on there that a friend of ours designed. You can, it lets you know when we go live uh, every week. Uh, we are on One Republic, uh, like I said, or Radio Republic, sorry, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, everywhere. Everywhere you can listen to podcasts, Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts now, or not now, we've been on there, but go on there, read, give us five stars, leave a comment. There you go. Skeet in the throat. Uh, I think Hateful Eight might be a Christmas movie now. Because <laughs> it was snowing. Mm-hmm. The fuck? <laughs> I think it takes place. I think it takes place right around Christmas. It I just watched place it in today, the winter again. Don't talk. Don't yeah. say anything about fucking Christmas. Uh, uh, I, guess, yeah, I, I remember. Did not, I didn't get my fucking this year. Uh, I did. I'm. St- I'm still black. As a male, and I'm 41 years old, I'm way past the expression date of 25, so good to go. Christmas is on Food of Friday, don't forget. <laughs> oh my Open that package. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. And we are out this bitch. Peace. <laughs>